Bin Laden Lives Matter, man. To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. You can check us out at to be continued, a fanboy podcast.com. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also listen to us on our various platforms on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. And we're back! That's right. This is To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun. And we're going to have some fun today on... What is today? Is it Tuesday, Wednesday? I don't it's a know. Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. We're in February territory. February, February Wednesday uh, here February at 1st. Pancake Studios, provided one Jonathan Vergara. That's me. As always, I'm joined by Tech Sergeant... Ing, <laughs> Edward Ing, breaking into Norad as you said. As I said, I, here I am. Uh, Miguel just got himself a really nice snazzy iPad, and I'm helping him out by installing snazzy. Wow, in, installing the. Uh, and the, you the, honestly the bells think that muscles. I can afford snazzy at this point? Uh, not anymore because you're spending all of your money on on uh, on on surplus fashion. Yeah, an Army Navy service fashion. It, by the way, he granted this is going on like a, if not a weekly, every couple of days process where I would get photos on our texts, <laughs> and I'm like, where? Like, wow, the Ukrainian war is intense. Wait a minute, <laughs> there's no proper insulation in that room. <laughs> I, I, I want to know why is it that everyone around me is all like, like. I can't believe you buy clothes. Like literally, that's what it is. It's like, hey, here's no, some no, no, hold, no, no, here's no, some no, 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 not you, You're not d- you. Okay, but there, there is. It's like, it's like, <laughs> hey, I bought some clothes. I'd like to show you them. That's it. It's, it's not. And oh my god, it's so fucking weird. Why are you sending me pictures? It's like, God, it's. I bought a well, jacket. One I bought some stuff. Who else are you sending pictures to, Miguel? <laughs> well, there you go. I have other friends. <laughs> I will say this: a, there's nothing wrong with you wanting to buy clothes. Maybe if you're buying all of your clothes at the Army Navy surplus store. But I'm not. Okay. B, is there something weird about you taking selfies with the clothes? Now, granted, there are plenty of Instagrammers out there who do that. You're not one of them. I'm not. But it is kind of weird. (laughs) Yeah, because you you kind of remind me of like maybe a 2007 way of of communication. (laughs) What does that mean? Like no, not really on Instagram. Not yeah, on exactly. Facebook, but I'm gonna, I'll send you direct text. I'll tell, yeah, exactly. That's cool. I'm, I'm yeah. 25 years like behind the and, times, and I have to say, we're very lucky that they're not dick pics. Very lucky. Or are you unlucky? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is the radiance that would come off your screen just too much? True. True that. <laughs> Is it? Is it? Are you afraid of falling in love, Ed? <laughs> Because I can't look at it. Do I can't I? look it in the eye. Now you know why I'm, I'm in charge around hold on, here. Hold on. So we, this show, by the way, is is going to be mostly about James Gunn's uh, announcement that he just that he just dropped, right? Yes. You know, yes, just yesterday. Yeah. I need to. 
All right. Just to, you know, before we get into it, I just need to mention uh, this past weekend's uh, The Last of Us, which is like the third episode. And you, because you you brought it up, are you afraid of falling in love, Miguel? <laughs> so uh, in, the, in this episode, um, it's, it's Nick, Nick Offerman. Nick, Alf- Nick Offerman plays a character from the video game. His name is Bill. But what the TV show does, and it's fantastic. By the way, The Last of Us right now is the greatest television show that's this is, on right this now. Is your, this is your now like what Mandalorian was for a while. Or... or um, a bunch of these like streaming shows that was like, there's nothing on and everyone is into like, it's like, we have to know what's happening. And it, this is the last. Yeah. Season. Now, granted, you know, it was great with the, with, with the first episode, it was great with the second episode. And this one was just blew me away. Um, it is a story of Bill, who is a survivor, a survivalist in, in the last of us lore that, uh, that Joel played by Pedro Pascal befriends. Uh, here they just do the whole thing. Now, Later on, we're going to talk about Justin Roiland, okay? Uh, the co-creator Wait, quick of, question of here, Rick and Morty. Quick question here, because uh, you guys always do this to me. Miguel, have you seen it yet? I have not seen it yet. <laughs> have you seen it yet? <laughs> I have not seen it yet. Okay, sorry, I just had to get that in. Right, I was looking at... John, John, <laughs> I get that in. John, I was looking at my penis instead. And he said, I hope... We all survive. look at our... <laughs> we, I hope we now, in, in a room that's all a sausage fest, we all look at our penises <laughs> one, uh, um, here and there, but we don't announce it. Yeah. The problem is now that my, my penis belly- has my penis has its own Instagram account. <laughs> the problem is now that my belly is getting what is that? What is that? You're not. Seeing. It's hard to. Now hard it's, to now see it's, it. it's oh, like yeah. it's like going visiting grandma on a long you know <laughs> it's weekend. Like a, it's like it's. it's oh, I'll get, get there. Make it take a while. Like I got this cliff over it. <laughs> but okay, yeah. No, so, okay, so Nick so Hoffman. so um. And for those of you who are familiar with Rick and Morty, <laughs> uh, they have this video game called Roy: A Life Worth living i believe okay right? yes. it's a video game and watching this episode of the last of us where nick off nick offman bill uh he meets this guy because you know he like everyone in this town is evacuated and uh it's just him and he becomes king of the town he goes to the local nick Offerman being the the, D, the diy guy goes to a home depot builds like a whole entire fortress around around his place um because the world has gone to shits right and here's this guy who falls into a pit and to make a long story short, he he uh, he builds a relationship with them to a point where they become lovers, mm-hmm. right? And in a span of twenty years, twenty years go by, and they decide to spend the rest of their lives like like together up until death, mm-hmm. right? And I nearly wanted to bawl because of the story that was told. Uh, so am I afraid of falling in love, Miguel? <laughs> not at all. Not with a, not, not at all. If it's the right person. If it's right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But okay. Uh, uh, uh so yeah, we're going to talk about, uh, uh, what was the Justin Roiland part there where you were like, you're connected that to that. Is that? Well, because of Rick and Morty, because of Roy, Roy, but um, Justin Roiland, that there's yeah, some that piece of news right there yeah, where Justin Roiland. Jonathan, if you didn't know, Justin Roiland, the co-creator of Rick and Morty, also the voice of Rick and Morty. And a bunch of other characters. And a bunch of other characters was fired from Adult Swim. Yeah, they've ended their relationship. Well, yeah, yeah. The for show, some, it's all over. It's over. For some domestic violence, uh, oh, domestic abuse charges. Mm-hmm. I, I heard someone talking about uh, pedophilia or something. Or no. insinuations to pedophilia. Well, I, that I don't know. I, but. No, they, no, it was definitely a... a um, um, 
No, well, there is that, but the, okay, yeah, John is right. There is oh, really? some texting with a girl who at the time was like 16, and it is like, you can see what he's doing in the texts. You can see that there's some sort of like, okay, you're trying to be that older guy that she can open up to, and... It very weird stuff like he gets into like, hey, you know, did you have sex with an older guy this week? Did you know, did you fuck this? Whatever. Look, what I'm going to say is not controversial, I don't think. But for some people, it will be. But it's the truth. It's all there in the show. The show's whole basis is around the idea that douchebags are right. Everything in the show is a lot of it is let's justify douchebaggery, <laughs> but not just any douchebag though, like a genius. But that's genius they're claiming, genius. but they're, they're, or they're, that douche, douchebags have feelings too. Not right. that, but it's more like at John. <laughs> to John's point, it's more along the idea that douchebaggery and genius must go hand in hand. You understand? You see the truth that all the other people don't can't see because they're clouded by their morality and emotions. That's been a big part of that show. And I'm not going to say that that a lot of that doesn't appeal to me or there can't be great comedy and stuff that can, can come out of it. But ultimately, when the show often has and it's struggled with Rick is right. Right. Rick is right. His pronouncement about this is is correct. You may not like it. It may hurt your feelings, but he's correct. There's a lot. And the show did struggle with that because it because that also gets boring. But that, that, you that, can't wait. wait. You that, can't just have Rick always be. He's a douchebag and he's right. And therefore, the douchebag way is correct. But it's not like they he doesn't have consequences. when And they did. Actions. They right. slowly were trying to put more consequences for Rick. They slowly were trying to like that's not as. And also like going like Rick's not happy. No, he's an alcoholic. Rick is also why. They would get in trouble in the first place, right? Well, so, again, the, but that my so point not, is that that yeah. there is this sort of like Rick as the more or less sort of main character of the show, who the, everything revolves around, is more often than not, it's like, oh, he's 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 shitty, but he's correct, and that was always, in my opinion, an indication of Harmon and Royland's sort of overall view of a lot of people and things, and it seeped into the show to the point where at times you can be like, yeah, I get it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. This sort of edgelord hot take bullshit philosophy thing, it can get grating. It can be a problem for the show. Now, like I said, I think they were working through that. They were trying to challenge Rick Moore. They were trying to do things. But ultimately, I do think that what you got out of that show was a reflection. This is, this is quite interesting as, you know, we've had off off the record, you know, like um, discussion. Being the religious guy in the room, mm -hmm. like, uh -oh. yeah, I, I've been poked for it before. Yeah, I've been, I've been like, you know. Um, and uh, now here's the thing. You're the secular humanist. Right. Right. I'm the religious guy. I think he's. I think Jonathan is chaotic neutral. <laughs> if we're gonna, if we're gonna. <laughs> so like, um, but like, um, I don't know. Like I say, like um, Rick, it's not like he doesn't have consequences. It's not like you know, like um, uh, he doesn't have. He doesn't go through things. The fact that they show that even though Rick oh. has this living, this is his mm -hmm. life philosophy. He's not happy. No. He's suicidal at times. Yes. He's like, again, so it's not, I, I, I get that, yeah, yeah. but I am saying that there is, the writing was on the wall. Mm -hmm. If you watch the show, 
that, uh, surprisingly, a, a person who wants to put that sort of material out there in the world uh, is also kind of a douchebag, is all, is doing a show that justifies douchebaggery because uh, that's what he's doing in his, his, his life on the reg anyway. And it's also, in, to a degree, why the fandom of Rick and Morty has a bad, like, um, connotations to it. There are a lot of people that are like, oh, Rick and Morty fans are really arrogant and this and that. The other's like, well, you have to be really smart to, you know, to it, which to a degree is correct. If you don't know some of the sci-fi and real world science stuff that they're playing around with in, in Rick and Morty, then some of the jokes and things might not hit you the right way. That said, there always was this sort of like but that is the the Over, brand, you know this, that this, is the this, Adult Swimness of it, isn't it? Like because Adult there Swim is, but has like, always I want to been... think about like how even like a show again we we've talked about the, the Venture Brothers mm-hmm. was nowhere near as mean spirited, really <laughs> vulgar and mean spirited are not the same thing. Like they would have like they literally had that episode where um their um. Their Kissinger analog character yes, who yes, yes, yes. is trying to fix up yeah. Dr. Venture's life. And slowly but surely, as the episode goes on, you realize what he's doing is he's turning Venture into a villain. But it fits that it's like they're trying to say, Doc, don't you see who the kind of person you actually are? Like <clears throat> they would like. It's also they that. had a sense of morality that was a general sort of like, again, even with all, like they would talk about how like on the sh- like one of their early seasons, they have like this episode where, oh, hey, the monarch has sex with like a hooker or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like tries to kill like in a sort of like Buffalo Bill from yeah, yeah. Uh, Silence of the Lambs, like torture search was going to kill you like and the fans wrote in and they were like. This is the monarch. He's supposed to be the villain of the series. This is early on. So we don't really know we were feeling it out. And they were like, I just don't. Hey, I don't like that the monarch was cheating on the on his on Mrs. Monarch. Right. And B, I, he was going to rape and kill. And they were like, they thought they're like, this is funny because he's supposed to be a super villain. Right. So why do you expect him to be a nice guy that is like, no, he does hor- horrific shit. And they realize, no, the people have made a connection to these but characters the other thing also, the situation and they're going to not. They're gonna must shave off some of the edges. But, the, but the, Rick and Morty never shaved off any of the edges. They were just like Rick thinks of people as pieces of shit, and that's kind of it. He doesn't grow that much. Like I said, there was some slow stuff. I'm just saying, I do think that these things can absolutely wanna. I believe I believe that about stuff that again, controversial take. King of the Hill. King of the Hill is Mike Judge's. Um, it's cool to be a libertarian. Bullshit. Period. And I don't know. He makes fun of those people. A lot. He, he, again, King of the Hill revival, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, even, even when yeah. it's going to be a revival. Even when, I know. I'll tell you what. Everyone says the same thing. Well, he did do the episode where, you know, where, where Hank was disappointed in shaking George W. Bush's hand. See both sides. He's hit. No, 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 no. <laughs> His overall thing is a very strong. But the character themselves are Southern and he makes them look like fools and jackasses. So in, in sometimes, 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 there is some, oh, wait, wait, similar. Every episode is about how dumb they are though. So I don't think he's no, really no, 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 no. lifting actually, up the see, South. See, actually, no, no, <laughs> most like, of, actually, no, most of his episodes yeah. are about how, if they are dumb, it's because they're they're modernizing in some way, and they don't understand the modern world. 
and they should have just and they should can't be and wait, wait, can't and be we calling should, me dumb if propane's a future. I tell you what, interpret it both ways. I, I there's but see the that's that, but see this is that's the, the but see yeah. that's the that is the part of the show that is a TV show. They can't. He's not writing libertarian screeds. He's writing a very funny and it is. I will always yeah. say King of the Hill, but the messages in there are very much. But it is Hank Hill is actually not that great a guy. If you knew him, you would be like he's just this provincial ass backwards stick in the mug jackhole who, you know, I'm sorry, Hank, you got to take your head out of your ass and see how the real world actually works. And, but over, but, but, are you taking the cartoon? Wait, whoa, 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 no, 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 wait, whoa, whoa, let me, whoa, whoa, let me finish. Whoa, 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 whoa. My, my question to you, no, are you taking uh, these no, cartoons wait. too literally? Here's my question. Here's my question. I'm just going to say yeah, this right now. Yeah. All right. Let me finish. Yeah. They're cartoons. All right. <laughs> think about, is it okay? I'm going to tell you right now. Um, the belief in global warming as an actual thing mm, nosedives around the same time that South Park decides, hey, let's tell all these 20-somethings that it's not a big deal. And here we are years later. Tell me that these things don't have an effect. And the South Park guys cop to it too little too late. Too little too late. Because they were like, we made fun of it because at the time that was our point of view on global warming, blah, blah, blah. They're like, no, 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 no. Guys, global warming was the fucking same thing when you wrote that episode because you just had to make fun of Al Gore because he's lame. Right. And he cares about things, which, again, is the whole thing of South Park. South Park's whole thing is anyone who actually cares about it is they're actually um, duplicitous. They don't really believe in that. And if they do, they believe it in okay. a stupid way. First off, we're just wait. We're getting really but My far. point is this, is that getting back, I do believe without a doubt. The signs were in are in the show right, right. about Royland yeah, and come, his point of view and how he acts about things. To come full circles, you you really you really think you could judge the person off the art? It, the idea that we can't. No, I mean, I'm not I mean, I mean, right, right, just, just, is a is a common thing. A lot of people try to I I do this at and it's you know, look. I can't watch Woody Allen movies. I love them. All right. Not all of them. I've got to admit, there's some that I were snoozers for me, but I grew up on a lot of them and they were. And I can't pop those in because all of the those characters for that artist. Definitely. Look, as you just putting a different coat of paint on himself. By the way, that is very subjective. It's like, you know, uh, Eric Clapton. Right. Right. You know, like (laughs) like I was listening to Eric Clapton just the other day, you know, because. It's and the Clapton, music right? is still great. Yeah. Yes. Now, and, and that's the thing. It's like it's it is- all subjective. You know, like we we tend to really go squeeze things in and and go. You know what? I think it's I think it's going to be all right if right, I just right. put that in. You know, right. like it's a, right. Like, yeah. If we okay, love the art enough. My, my thing about that is this: is people say that like there's let's disassociate mm-hmm. from the artist and the artist, or let's disassociate what we think the message of this from the. And my problem with all of that is always, and I understand, mm-hmm. and to a degree. I'm hypocritical because there are lots of stuff with the creator or something. I go like, I know what he's about. I don't like him and what he does. But this Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Barbarian was made by John Milius. John Milius is an effing nut. Yeah. He's a libertarian nut job. And I love that movie. But I'm not, it's not the same also with his history where I'm uncomfortable watching it. Whereas, again, Clapton. Yeah, the fact that this is a man who you know, made his bread and butter over years doing American, you know, American, black American music. Mm -hmm. And now he's a weird, raving racist kind of weirdo. Sometimes that is like, I understand the, like, sometimes I can't, I can't. Also, and the other part is this, and this is very important. 
does art have an effect or not? When we want to oh, to separate, and say, it's just how? it's just right. That's but but, but I'm saying how? we we want to say, oh no, it's just a thing, and then it's like, so you're saying that this thing has no effect whatsoever. Gamers are big on that because they want to be like these games don't have any effect. They're not you. Know, so they're seeing violent images. There, it's just a game. So you're saying this thing that you're going to bat for has absolutely no value or meaning whatsoever. It has no effect. That's the same thing with the Rick and Morty. Same thing with South Park. Same thing with King mm-hmm. of the Hill. These things have had their effect to the point where, Ed, you know, going back to the King of the Hill, there was a time when in politics they used the term King of the Hill Democrat, <clears> just <throat> as they had South Park conservative. They were like a South well, there Park. Are, yeah, they're di- Dixiecrats. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I'm saying, yeah, well, but, yeah. but South Park, and, but, but yeah. um, King of the Hill Democrats were in that sort of like essentially like. Yeah, we're okay with the welfare state, kind of. We're okay. We just, there's a lot of these cultural issues that make us a little, uh, and that was the whole point of King of the Hill, was all of the cultural issues that were, uh, now make, one thing, Hank Hill, okay. uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to really, I'm going to need to pivot this because, <laughs> yeah, now here's the thing. We brought this up before, uh, which is like, because now that Justin Roiland's been, uh, they've parted ways. Right. <laughs> and the and the question of recast, okay, yeah. which is a reality because Harmon is obligated to pump out um, more, more content, right? You know, and it's right now he's at least he's right going now, at, at least, least right, right now, now, right? Yeah. So there is that discussion of recast. Can it be done? I say, you know what? I I'd be I um I'd be willing to to see where they go from here. You know? Is it is it because you want to see? The end of that story. You want well, to see not only that, but like, and and again, the writing is back a to writing. yeah. Like you, you brought up uh, this can get into meta territory. A new season comes out. There's there's a new actor, voice actor that's going to voice right, yes. Rick Sanchez and Morty. And uh, uh, I want to see that joke. I'm like, boy, you know, it's going to be kind of weird that you know. Don't that you we're think kinda... that Rick sounds a little different? Yeah, I want to. <laughs> I want. I want to see that. I want to hear that joke. I really do. Um, Here, here's the. Here's the. Oh my God! If you want to make it even, 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 if you want to go even more, more meta, who was the actress? Did Sarah Chalk replace on Roseanne, or was she the original? Oh yeah, you're right. Was she the original? She Becky? was not the original. She was not the original Becky. See, they should do an episode where or maybe they, she was where they bring in the actress who did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change, change Sarah Chalk's character. Yeah, and then also have it be like, did, <laughs> but you kind of sound a little different too. No, I don't. Well, they did that on uh, on Fresh Prince, which is like, oh, hey, hey, Viv. You look a little different. Well, you look a little different. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. You know, know, right? Laugh track. Yeah. So, yeah, they they could. I I am always going to be for something like this. What did I say? (laughs) What did I say? I was going to bring this up. The real Ghostbusters died. The day Dave (laughs) Poulier replaced Lorenzo Music as Peter (laughs) Venkman. It died, people. Was smothered in its sleep because as a kid, your ear was absolutely one hundred percent attuned to that performance and was used to it, and it was a better, it was the superior performance. I said this of name. all the things to bring up. Well, the real I, Ghostbusters. Well, I think I think. Wow. Um, um, the, other, the other one. Some, I, Ed, you're talking to a kid that cried when they changed. What's from, the matter, Miguel? Ed, Ed, you're talking to a kid that cried. 
when they changed it from Lion Force Voltron to the car vehicle Voltron, I was incensed. So yes, of course, of course, if they changed the, the Peter Venkman voice. And I think we said this about, it's like the Simpsons. I, you're open to it and you're like, I want to see the end of the story. And you think you could make a good one off. Well, I said the Simpsons, they can afford to, 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 to just end it right there. Right, because- yes. But my point was, again, is that you couldn't, I don't think you can replace a Julie Kavner, Castellaneta, all that, that cast. Like you yeah. can't yeah, bring yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. sound alike. Yeah. And I think with Rick and Morty and, and maybe even more so because I think, I think the Simpsons is in a way like a, a, a like when it was started mm-hmm. and how the thinking on it is from another time. Like I think you, I think that when The Simpsons started, if Dan Castellaneta had been fired, they would have just replaced him. Yeah, at, yeah. You know, in the first five years. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think now there is a sense of like, especially with the Adult Swim properties, where it's like so creator driven, such a like specific point of view type of comedy, you know, like. I think it would be hard dropping another performer into that and just expecting it to work in the same way. Like I could see it no matter what the writing is. I kind of see that as an opportunity also because um, it's an opportunity for them to go to certain places and with, with that, that show. The multiverse is a thing. You know, you're not wrong, right? You're not wrong. Writing is, <laughs> you say all the time, it's like there's uh, these episodes are written with a lot of thought put into it. Right. So, uh, the writing does a lot of heavy heavy lifting. It is, yeah, that's right? a big you know? part of it, yeah. And uh, yeah, you're right. Royland has brought a certain flavor to it. And, and their and, writing, I do think also as being a producer of the show, although I do think that, that you're writing towards that performer, mm-hmm. towards that voice, what you, and after years- you you have an you develop an idea. You're like mm. uh, like this fits. This is the kind of joke that fits for Rick. This mm. is the kind of story that fits Morty. And then that's the other problem is that he's not just Rick. This isn't yeah, replacing yeah. one cast member. It's replacing the two leads. I, I will and say, a whole bunch of background characters. I will say this though. Um, I think Harmon. I think because it's a contractual obligation. Um, this might not go on, you know, because it's like, look, we were listening to Van Halen on the way, <laughs> on the way here, right? You know, and we're like, you know, these things happen, man. Yeah, you know, songs from women and children first, and then like, you know, best of both worlds. I'm like, what happened when when Diamond Dave left, right. and that that was a big void. You just said along the way here, he is by far the greatest <laughs> frontman to have ever lived, and then. Uh, and then, and then, and then uh, the red hey, rocket hey, shows up. Red right, right, rocket is, and he 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 gave really some good few years. Ed, you do realize that we are now making the Harold <laughs> Ramis <laughs> argument from Airheads. In the Van in the Van Halen's breakup, which side did you take, <laughs> Roth or Hagar? <laughs> Hagar, this guy's a narc. <laughs> No, come on, man. They, they, they made a lot of, a lot of hit, hit records with Hagar. Come on. I mean, come on. Such an odd cameo by Ramis, but so memorable to me just because I love the fact that like he was an older guy and it was, it was like the older guy trying to be cool and hip, you know, but he was really like that. Basically, that was the hippest cop they could find. And they were like, but, but again, the vacuum, the creative yes. vacuum created opportunities and look and they went on like you said they went on they went on greater things so there's nothing wrong to think that the same couldn't be happen with rick or morty i just i feel it's a it's a trickier needle to thread Mm -hmm. 
Um, just because so much of, like I said, again, you're going to, you're going to, again, you're going to, you know, drag me over the coals for this Lorenzo music, uh, Dave Coulier thing, <laughs> but everything was off. The timing of, was off the voice and the characterization. And it, it's not that it was like that drastic. Like he, they both it was were, a different product. It was, it was, yeah, the, it, it was, and that's the thing. Rick and Morty has the fan base, like. I could see them replacing it and being a disaster. Mm-hmm. Like it could be a new Coke thing where it's just kind of like, yep, we never got the end of that series because yeah. they, you know, they they did the season with the new voice actors. And yeah, people watched, but it, it didn't justify uh, the, the thing that The yeah. thing that kind of makes me really nervous is Dan Harmon is always a guy that's sort of like, I feel like he's on the fringes, right? Because... COVID did a number on him. Like he's got, he had some issues with with with, with his marriage and whatever during yeah, during and, was, yeah. and like like Dan, I hope you're okay. You know, like because he would. Honestly, I, I don't know, right? You know, honestly, like, that's the part. Like <laughs> he he did have a lot of personal issues that even comes up in the title card. Yeah, at yep, the end, right, right, right. So, like of all of the, of the people, I was not expecting Justin Roiland to like to have these issues, but. Yeah, the domestic issue thing, but then I, I, I think was, it's the the texting with the young the young lady. Yeah, in today's in today's world, it's, that's just not going to go. Now, look, all I, I, have I you hope bought, they can pull out of this. I hope they can pull out of this. But uh, who knows? They the way they produce this show is very. Um, it reminds me of how the the, the South Park boy, uh, boys uh, would produce their shows. Go YouTube it. Yeah, Justin it seems very ramshackle. It seems very. He would he would record his his parts while he's drunk. Yeah. Okay. They would so, do those. Yeah. So yeah you yeah. know, like I think that was a joke to see if they could do it. <laughs> but the fact that that like on a professional television, yeah, they're like, hey, let's have our main cast come in and have him be drunk because we want to, you know, see how that would work. <laughs> and I it guess. has, but it has. you know, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know where this is going. Um, yeah, yeah. I hope they can pull it out, but. I don't know. You, you've heard you've heard my thing. And uh, we will come back with the meat of our show, which is we're going to be talking about the uh, James Gunn, Saf- Peter Safran. Gods uh, and Monsters. Uh, announcement chapter for one. the DCEU after we come back from these words from friends. To Be Continued Fanboy Podcast was also sponsored by Pancake Studios. You know, to be continued Fanboy Podcast, we were born here at Pancake Studios, and for the past five years, we have called this place home. Pancake Studios has come a long way from offering just audio services. They now offer Dolby Atmos and surround sound mixing, video recording, production and engineering, a full range of photography servers, and sound design. It is your one-stop shop media production services. Go to pancakestudios.net. All right, and we are back for some words from friends. Uh, the DC Cinematic Universe has had a lot of ups and downs, high points, <laughs> low points, but right now they're just in this weird uncharted territory with you know projects that had been up and running, shut down, they're still running, and now... We're giving you eight years, <laughs> and now suddenly eight years slate. A new there's a new sheriff in town. His name is his name is James Gunn. No graphics. No graphics. Yeah, and he, he's like, this was very low key for like a big corporate. <laughs> it's, his, it's his Jim. It's his Jim Gunn just talking to Jim us. Jim Gunn with some, his hair. Some some, some cartoon art. Yes, and that's kind of it. <laughs> Comic book covers and all the rest. goes on for six minutes. 
and and then it's like, okay, here's here's where we're going. All right. This has been a winding, weird road. I don't even want to get into the whole Henry Cavill or Ezra or Ezra. Yeah. I mean, like needless to say that from between Ezra Miller's shenanigans, you know, in his private life, Henry Cavill having an announcement like almost like four months ago now. Right. Which is like, I'm in. We're making new Superman movies. And then, we're not. Hey guys, hey guys, I'm making Warhammer. <laughs> Warhammer, remember that? Remember that? Not really, but uh, look, I'll watch it because it's you're still, Henry. It's still huge, Ed. I know it's, it's huge. Warhammer is still gigantic, but it is this sort of like okay, there was this weird thing where Henry Cavill was announced. He says publicly, "I'm coming back," and then two months after that, you know, James Gunn comes in with Peter Safran, and they're like, "No, that's not happening." Yeah. So we said they need to clear up a lot of stuff. And I'm assuming that this is what, you know, James Gunn. I thought it was done. I thought it happened would happen a lot sooner than when they first took over. But it it looked like they needed some time. It's been two months, I think, you know, and here we we are. And as we said, also. The two months ago was when they announced it. Yeah. The the planning, the negotiation for that could have been much, much longer, probably was. It is February 1st, 2023. This was announced uh, 22 hours ago. Uh, Jim Gunn, uh, this is called chapter one. I suppose this is their first phase, you know, like not to, not uh, to yeah. bite off of um, uh, the MCU. Chapter one, Gods and Monsters. And here we have, um, you know, just a... a Kind of a laundry list, which is, I would say, I don't know. Like, I want to say it's underwhelming, but at the same time, it's like, you know. Well, these, they said that this gods and monsters concept is going to be told through a, a vast array of projects. And there is some sort of common thread. I, I, I would assume that that's what you got as well, right? There's some common thread of our setup and the beginning <laughs> of our story, right? What are you laughing at? Uh, wait, common thread with this? That's what he said. And he said that, that in other words, the and yet you and I go, nah, Amanda Waller. Right. Yeah. Whoa. That's a whole other thing. We'll, <laughs> we'll get into that. We're gonna, and I, let's just go into down the list. I'll, 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 I'll uh, um, list them off here. So his first thing he says after they get through the things that were already produced before him and Saffron came in, he said, there's, you know, uh, fear of the gods, the Shazam film, the Aquaman movie coming out. Yada, yada, yada. Once they've burned those off, burned off, you know, this is going to be the brand new, like, product. Well, he so- does, he does start off by par- part and parcels. There, there will be things that are, that are an extended universe, also known as Elseworlds. Yeah, he's going to, there are going to be projects that are not going to be part of the main line, yep, whatever. Yep. Maybe that is where right. those, those previous mm-hmm. products were done before we come in, you know, regardless, once those are out of the way, we have this list and yep. it is. And in, it is an interesting list that for like we're starting a, 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 a brand new slate because it does mix characters you and I definitely want to see that. Yeah. Be, if you're going to have something up and running called DC Studios, right, then it better have A, B, C and D. Yes. And for I would say for the most part, he ha- he, right. he is hitting the characters that yeah. need. But, but we're, we're seeing also- A, B, B, C, D. D. <laughs> you know, right. Like it's where, yeah. It's, but, but also, also, we are also seeing some 
more off the beaten track characters, supporting characters and everything getting in their spotlight. So starting with starting with Creature Commandos, which is interesting to show you how the media landscape has started because Creature Commandos are coming at you. (laughs) It's that Creature Commandos today. (laughs) This is do you want to get called in? (laughs) It's like I've got look, look, you love G.I. Joe. I'm just saying. Uh, But Uh, by by, by the way, uh, this is also um, uh, uh, very much an attempt to bring everything together. Video games, movies. Yeah, I do think the the, the TV, the streaming stuff, everything's going to be. It's interesting that he did mention that it was sort of like we want a streamlined, everything connected Mm -hmm, sort of package that includes movies, TV and gaming. I think he kept hitting gaming because of how much money that stuff makes. Um, and having more continuity and crossover. So the first project is this animated thing, which I think is interesting because it shows you the change of the media landscape over the past, like, 30 years. Here is this big announcement and their first project that they're crowing about. Not in the background. Not, you know, just like, hey, uh, here's this little something. You're like, it's like, we're starting off with an animated project. I think that's interesting. That's going to fight Nazis. Yes. <laughs> Very important. DC Very fights important Nazis. That DC fights Nazis, right? <laughs> So it's Creature Commandos. It's going to be an animated series now. I, I, I'm not going to pretend that Creature Commandos was ever like the top of my list. And you said that um, how far back this is? They're an older thing. Creature Commandos, like I want to say, goes back to the '60s. Okay. And which is very, very reminiscent. Not, of, we're not, we're not going to pretend that the Creature Commandos are household names that anyone knows no, these but characters. It's funny because um, you know, like, like some years back, uh, Universal had tried to. They were on the cusp. Of right. developing their their monster their, MCU, yeah. yeah, right. You know, uh, with uh, Tom Cruise and again and J- J- Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, yeah. They were like, well, "This is going to." be- And then it just fizzled. It just never, never went anywhere. Those right? movies you know? were terrible, and people didn't want to see them. Like, like but they, only, they did, yeah, only one came out. Uh, no, right? they, the Mummy. There was Dracula, because that was who, going to be. Uh, there was like a Dracula thing with um, some. Devastatingly wow. handsome guy, and it was it didn't go anywhere. It yeah, didn't do okay. anything, but it was supposed to be this whole thing. I mean, they got Russell, like you said, they they had for their extended monster verse like thing, Cruz, Russell Crowe, Johnny Depp, yeah, yeah, Javier and, Bardem, I believe, Javier I think, Bardem, yeah, yeah right. and it was just like, yeah, no, we're we're yeah, yeah. those guys all made money for paydays because their contracts probably, but well, no one saw that you know, but there is saying, there there is that monster uh, horror vacuum, right? And creature maybe commanders, there, I suppose. Maybe and you know, with this project, Gunn is talking about like we want to have continuity with performers and things across the medium. So who's to say they don't find the actors to do this as a voice, as you know, a, a voice acting gig? And then have them in a live action thing some somewhere. Now, Creature Commander is kind of like, a, it's, I don't know if you could do straightforward real horror. Like, the, it is like monster squattish. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, a, you can't do like a serious, like, uber serious monster take plus is James Gunn in charge. Yeah, it sounds like it'll be on HBO Max, right? And HBO Max, um, listen. I don't watch the Harley Quinn show. I know they are fans of the Harley Quinn show. I know that gets really- HBO um, Max is a place where they're putting stuff like the Harley Quinn show, but also the Velma show. As much as everyone hates it, that is an adult-themed animated project. Yeah. So so this could fall into that category, and who knows? Look, you know, uh, the legend Arcane, uh, you know, Vox Machina, animated stuff that is not quite kids, but not quite, like, super high art. 
it's having a moment. It's it's definitely it's having a lot of um, what's the um um the the, the Kirkman show? Oh, what's that? the Invincible? Invincible, yes. which is which is a good show. I, I've watched it. Um, I I I finished it. I adored. It. I I, yeah, I I inflicted that on my mother and my grandmother, and they liked it. Oh, okay. You know. um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, this is now we're dealing with like James Gunn is having this announcement, and here's this animated project, and it's something to you mm-hmm. know to kick things off, and it, it's interesting. Again, Creature Commandos. Anyone can look out. You know, do the Wikipedia yourself. You could. They're going to change things up, and it's going to be probably a slicker, hipper kind of package. Um, my 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 anticipation level for that one though is. Uh, Two, like it's not like the biggest thing. I would have to wait and see. So the next one we have Waller. Yes. And this is where we go, what? What are you doing? (laughs) I have said this before on the podcast. James Gunn's wife is a supporting actor on 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 the Peacemaker show. She also was a supporting actor in the second Suicide Squad film that he directed and which the Peacemaker- She even showed up in Shazam. No, 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 in Black Adam, sorry. In Black Adam, right. So I was all thought like, they're not going to end the DCEU as we know it because- more, you know, Gunn just wants to give his wife more more, more jobs, so he's not going to end the continuity there. As a joke, now it's like, okay, we're starting everything over, new actors, new this, but hey, we're going to continue with Viola Davis as Amanda Waller in a show that's going to continue to showcase characters from the quote-unquote Snyderverse DCEU. Now, there's something that um, it's not on, I don't believe it's on a list that uh, that we should really bring up, which is uh, what will the Flash move, the movie do? Right. There's been a lot of talks of the Flash being yes. a sort of a reboot, and maybe it'll introduce a multiverse. Um, oh, you know, well, there's a Elseworld here. There's the, the proper, the right. Snyderverse can, can even exist. By the way, that is also something that I've been seeing on on the social media feeds. It's like Henry Cavill was not fired. It's just that he, um, uh, you know, he's not this universe. He's not this. You know, he's not the Superman going forward. Um, you know, for this particular project that's coming up, which is which interesting, interesting in, is only in the sense of this that Marvel has for the past God. Five going on close to six years educating the audience about multiverse, about variants, right? About oh, here's these different realities. We're going to show you multiple Loki's, multiple this, multiple. Here's 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 the idea from you know from Endgame. I hope the audience is now educated enough to maybe get that, and maybe they could play around. <clears throat> with you know all the various different versions of these characters they've done it in their berlanti shows let's be honest they've done it um and as you said the flash movie coming forward it if will semi based on flashpoint that is built around you know retro con- con- restarting continuity changing continuity multiversal stuff Maybe that is why they're kept their their maybe maybe in at, at the end of the day whatever Miller's issues are, they're like no we you're using this Flash movie to do something and we don't care if it loses money we don't care because it will establish and it's going to be a big something because uh, look it's the rumors are tracking and the trackings are are, are saying that this is a real Gun himself has said like this is one of my favorite one of the, I think one of the great greatest movie. superhero movies now, ever made. Now whether whether or not That's, he's just shilling right but let's say that that you're you're right that it is a sort of like 
we're going to restart things up and we'll have that explanation. And then going forward, we can have Waller, but with a different Superman and a different other characters, you know, in her in her world, because, hey, Flashpoint happened and yeah, everything is 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 changed and, and, and different now. Um, look, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. She's fantastic. Is fantastic. It's perfect yeah. casting. And she's been a little bit wasted up until this point to, mm. to a degree. Um, you know, you don't cast someone with her caliber and not expect to have fireworks. I mean, yeah, you know, like she's um, she's the Nick Fury of 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 the the DC. But she's you know what Waller. Universe, you know what? Right? Yes, but Waller has always been always a dirtier. Yeah, yeah, and 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 more sanguine. Even then, mm. if anything, in my opinion, I would say that to a degree, whether we're dealing with. Um, the Sam Jackson type version of Fury or the classic Nick Fury. I would say over the past 20 years that there's been more of like, we need to make this guy more like Waller. We need to make ah, him much okay, more okay. ruthless yeah, yeah. and okay. you know, willing to do things and so on yeah. and so forth and just cutthroat that I'm not sure was quite mm. there. I think that's a natural progression just generally when mm. you have like, mm. here's our spy character. Yeah, well, yeah. What can we do with them? Hey, this is a dirty world. Or the, let's play with that. Um, I hope for the best. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I like Amanda Waller. I've always thought she brings a great thing. I've honestly, Ed, I'll be cards on the table. Any, any character that calls out Batman to his face consistently, <laughs> I'm down with. Cause I love Batman. I just hate him as bad asshole. And Waller is one of the handful of characters. One, one of my favorite moments in JLU with Waller is literally like he goes, Batman goes to confront Waller and she's like, no, we have perfectly good reasons for doing this. Yeah, and there's yeah. not a damn thing you can Rich say. Rich boy. Gonna, right. Yeah. And she pulls and, out and, the- Like that she can, she's as a character can go toe to toe with a Batman mentally, her charisma, but also that she can tell Batman, you know, you're wrong. You're not right. There's another way of looking at this in which you're completely wrong. So, any anything to give a character like that spotlight, and with Viola Davis, I'm for. I just but the I concern is also it's like if um uh if you haven't seen the second Suicide Squad movie, it's like a very watered down version of it. It's like because the the goons um behind Waller who end up on and, on Peacemaker, yeah, and it's like honestly, Ed, I'm just gonna say this right now. Everything about this show screams to me: Amanda Waller is she's gonna be in it. She's going to be important, but it's going to be about the goods. It's, it's going to be, be the one. So she's, be, she's the, so yeah. So yeah. She's Jim the Mr. Rourke of it. It's like uh, hello friends. No, no, no. Then, well, if it's going to be a movie, it's going to like, it's like, it's going to be a, a series or a movie or whatever. I do think it's going to be like the extended cast of her underlings, which is going to include Gunn's wife mm-hmm. um, as the, as the, the daughter. Um, as, she's got that daughter. Yeah, right? and the daughter. Yeah. yeah they're going to, that it's going to be something like that. Look, I, they're going to throw John Cena bone uh, here my, and there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. My now is this super high on my list? No, I would say if, if creature commandos was a two, <laughs> this is creature commandos a two. It was a two. I don't have like, yeah, if it, if I never a, see it, I'll probably, okay. two is a high number or a low number. It again is again on the list. It's starting up one, <laughs> then two, like, like we're increasing. I would say wow, I would two. say Waller falls in a solid like seven just because of the character, not necessarily because 
of, again, those underling characters that were in the Suicide Squad sequel or in Peacemaker. It's more like, okay, more Viola Davis as Waller, but I would have to see. Well, I think there's a lot of potential, untapped potential, you know, because because it could be a a freak of the week type of scenario if it's on HBO Max, right? It's like, we're going to bring in, I don't know, Airwave. Airwave. <laughs> Why did you and I both go to Airwave as our like go to like lame ass like it wasn't Wanna Beast. <laughs> it was Wanna like, Beast is my number two. It's by like the way, straight to like who's a lame DC character? because Airwave. it is it is a it's potential right like you could go oh oh but yes yes that you right. could do, you can bring in you could bring in Hawk and Dove you could do the yes, yeah, 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 yes, characters like know. that lesser knowns like like I said it's a solid hey seven. Dolphin everyone Dolphin yes. Okay, you know? so th- uh, that's for Waller. Now, the next one, obviously, is the big one, and even Gunn, in his announcement, kind of made the sort of like, and now this is the real deal. Now we're really kicking off the DZ. We're, we're getting off the training wheels. A project which he is calling Superman Legacy, in which so far his um, his contribution so far is he's saying he's writing it. And he says it's not an origin story, It's going to be, but it is going to be Superman early in his career. I've told you before, I, I don't doubt that he'll direct this only because I have a few, I put it like um, when Jim Shooter was in charge of Marvel Comics, um, he took over a handful of titles at the start of his reign, um, Avengers being the big one, because he was like, this is the template I want everybody to follow. This is sort of what I want the stories to be like, how, you know, how they're, how they function, how they're organized and the tone. I could see him directing the Superman movie and being like, yep, this is what we're going for. And and also it's just laying, laying out. The truth is um, on HBO Max, a Creature Commandos or a Waller show or special or one off, you'll get eyes. But let's be honest, that doesn't have the name recognition of Superman. So this is. Here we're laying out. This is what it's going to be. What is the um, that artwork that they were putting out? What, what is that series called? Um, that was um, the the Grant Morrison um, All Star Superman. All Star Superman. So now, um, what what was that like? All Star Superman would be like I don't know if they like for, it would fit because All Star Superman is almost about Superman as a whole, mm-hmm. and he's already this established character. It's all about. All the all of the relationships and other things that we already know about, whether it's with L- Lois or Luthor, and it plays on. I don't know if they would. I I I I do think I wouldn't be surprised if they would pull some inspiration from that. Right, and because and now to quote, um, th- this is the quote that that we get. It is it focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He's the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. He's kindness in a world that thinks that kindness is old-fashioned. So it looks like they're going back to some classic formula. Right? Yeah, it definitely feels like it harkens more back to the Donner, yeah. Christopher Reeve Superman, right. which had that as a big part. You know, that yeah. part where he says to, you know, why are you here? And he says, I'm here to fight for truth, justice, and the American mm-hmm. way. And Lois oh says, my God, you should be, you're, you're right. going to end up fighting every Everyone. elected politician mm-hmm. in this country. In the same sense of Superman in the reversion was kind of like walked right off the page or more right out of the imagination of those baby boomer parents who, you know, who had read him and seen the TV show. It sounds, yes, it definitely sounds like And if like it they sounds like this like is that. their cornerstone, then this, this is very un-James Gunnish in that sense. But it's, look, I mean, gotta, it's Chris Evans' Captain America. 
right? Uh, yes and no. Like Chris, Chris Evans, Captain America is a very wartime hero, right? You know, right. But in the same here. sense of yes, who, yes, is yeah, he in the, who is right. he in the MCU mm-hmm. is compared to everybody else. Yeah. And they approached his movies like that. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of wink, wink, nudge, nudge in Cap's movies. Nope. There's not a lot of trying to make him look foolish in any way. Right. It's no. It's we true want you to behind, the DNA of it. We want you to be behind this character. And here is the problem. The problem for me here is this. The Russos absolutely showed from the moment they started with Cap that they knew that that's what they had to do. And that followed through in how they handled him all through the Avengers films, mm-hmm. right? The problem is James Gunn. I am not 100% sure that he could do that straightforward, you know, lantern-jawed, you know, clean-cut hero Without his wink, wink, nudge, nudge, meta, I think he might be able to because um, I do. Look, I agree. I Superman think he's is an, Superman's an alien, right? You know, he he's an alien who comes. He's he's outside of the the the. Um, uh, he's he's the one who observes everything here, and therefore, you know, you can have that. You can do commentary, sincere yeah. commentary thing. It's like you know, well, I just this don't is understand. how I feel about it. Yeah, even yeah. Though you guys think about this, and I do think that Gunn has a similar. You know, from his mentor, Joss Whedon, not to bring up mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. someone, you know, where there's bad stuff, you know, connotations now. But Whedon has the same thing where he's a very comedy. He has a lot of comedy, but he also sometimes outrageous. But he also is like, who are the essence of these characters? I don't want you to not care about mm-hmm. them. I think my problem is, is that while I've gotten that definitely from Whedon, where I would trust him dramatically with these characters, I would trust <clears> him <throat> as a writer. Not necessarily with, you know, any of my daughters or younger cousins. <laughs> but in terms of, like, gun stuff, his stuff is too cynical. It is yeah. very edgelordy. And I don't know if I've seen anything yet from it. I know people say, well, the Guardians films have a lot of heart. And they don't work for me. Mm. You know, I'm the one person in the in the freaking world where I'm kind of like not only don't the guardians films work as the comedy parts I find that I find them grating but the parts where they're supposed to be heartfelt don't work with me either so and superman is my number one thing is my number one concern here that said ed I'm I'm going to give him a lot of rope I'm going to wait to see where this the the other complexity to this is I don't know if you've been up to it, but like um, the new, there's a new Superman in town in comics, and it's his kid. Yeah, right? well, they're and they are really playing up the use the term wokeness to it, right? Yes. And uh, I believe he's the LGBTQ kids. Kids. Uh, kids. He has tw- he has he has. There are two brothers. Oh, there are. I'm not talking about the TV show. I'm talking about the comic books. Yeah, in the comic. Oh, books. okay. In, in the comic books, know. there's a whole thing as, as as well where they're yeah they yeah um and there's an LGBTQ uh, like they're really playing up to yeah. to, to that. Would right they, now the question the question become by the way we're we just about, we just I just want to I just politics wanna, of King of the Hill right I just I just I just I just want to point out, yeah exactly I just want to point out John just came back to John John was having a phone call you know he's our producer but my, he has other apologies. projects he has yeah. other projects so he like come in he was like yes yes indeed indeed. What you said. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. By the way, Jonathan Vergar is not a real person. He is a living embodiment of ChatGPT. Right? Oh, yeah. I'm Jonathan. Ch- I'm ChatGPT. How do you think chapter one, Gods and Monsters, will turn out? It will turn out really shitty. <laughs> Why? 
Thanks, ChatGPT, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so we're okay, we're we're, we're, we're two hundred million dollar budget. <laughs> um, this is uh, um, we're, we're going we're going through the new slate that was, was announced, and we've already reached. Uh, we kind of got we're onto the Superman. Uh, we'll end up with Superman here, uh, Ed. So Superman Legacy, right? That's Superman Legacy. So your feelings. Ed R. R. Hey, you know, so you're saying the LGBTQ crowd really loved Mustache Gate? Is that what you said? I wouldn't doubt it, but I think that they're, they're <laughs> it's a disconnected <laughs> sorry, story. Sorry. Um, how, how do I feel? Uh, he I, did look like Freddie Mercury, you know? Just like you, you say, I'm Chains. willing to give him rope. Yes. Okay. I think um, because Gunn is a fanboy, if not a bigger fanboy than, than I am, you know, because, you know, like I, I feel. He's a good filmmaker. I feel he knows the. The, the the sorts of material inside and out, and just the fact that they're putting chips on soups says something. It that does speak to me. It is the sort of like putting what putting their chips on. Soup. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That they're well, they not have to. like they're like to, yeah because that's that's always been the problem. Batman is a very popular character, but he just doesn't work as this ambassador for the entirety of DC. Um, well, you know? I've said I've said this to you. It's like um, if they were to follow the MCU path, which is like an MCU was was the the cornerstone of the MCU was founded on Iron a Man. B right a B level superhero right yeah. Iron Man. He was he's not Captain America. He's not Spider Man. You know he's not yeah. Wolverine. And yet everything was built upon that cornerstone, right. and it was successfully done right. Uh, and then you and I we were like. Green Lantern, the Green Lantern Corps. They they are. Uh, I think G. I think that Geo could have could and maybe still could be a very like entry point. He's powerful enough mm -hmm. where you can do the cosmic things. You can yeah. do big stuff. You can but, do the street level but stuff. Because, also. But he's also because he takes off the ring and he has no powers. Yeah. You can have the vulnerability and the mm -hmm. other things. You know, it's not too dissimilar from Iron Man, where it's like but, yes, yeah, in a suit the of suit, armor, he's yeah, yeah. yeah. But without it, you can, and then you can have dramatic stakes mm -hmm. and then Oh, he's got to get the suit on. He's and that that would be uh, a very organic MCU way of doing things. But here, See, this, the, but problem here is, very, the problem is, the problem is that that they had already tried that yeah. with a guy named Ryan Reynolds, and it failed. <laughs> and yet, <laughs> and yet, we're getting you know lanterns. Three. Yeah, we're getting lanterns. We're getting we're lanterns. Not, we're getting, we're we're, yeah, we're not. But yeah, but I um again like you giving i'm willing to give him rope you know um the concern also is like because uh james gunn uh prior to getting this job we've always called him, oh he's the cosmic guy right he's the guardian he's the guy that, gave, that delivered guardians of the galaxy he understands the space stuff right right and the synergy between action and comedy and, and all that uh today. yeah you know he look, he because uh, guardians of the galaxy is more like a Marvel-ish kind of movie. I mean, with heavy sci-fi. Yeah. But but you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of comic relief in it. Right. right. You know, uh, that said, I, yeah, and, you know, without uh, James Gunn's vision, we wouldn't have gotten, like, thun, um, Thor 4, Gods and Thunder. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, we yeah, yeah. We but, you're, but, 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 but again, the, the feeling is like, you know, okay. Um, but can he do I like, Batman? Like I like the fact question. that you, you know, that you're willing to to say he is a Superman as the embodiment of truth, justice in the American way, and the kindness in the world that thinks that kindness is old fashioned. Look, that speaks to the yeah. the the boy, the, the little boy in me, who fell in love with with, with Chris with Reeves, Chris Reeves yeah. right? Yeah. You know, this is this is what we need. Um, but again, how does that does that quench the the thirst of? The the LGBTQ, you know, like okay, well, uh, but I think, new, well, I think more, more. I think to me, more, it's more like okay, oh. how do you do that story with mm. 
the fact that in a modern audience, you're going to, you know, it's Superman. Yeah. Like Zack Snyder, whatever you want to say, he set a certain bar. Zack Snyder, I will always appreciate, always appreciate it because he presented Superman as like, oh, you just think he's the guy that saves cats out of trees. No, he can down a continent with his pinky. This is important and has dramatic weight to the character. My worry the for gravity. my worry for Gunn would be that they would skid so far into to yeah. lightness and his all shucks thing that you would just like then he's going to come off as you know, maybe a little lame to the audience. And also, you need to have a story that's going to have big action stakes in it for a, if you're going to base like I don't know. Could you have done? Could the Captain America movies have been successful if they didn't have the action that they did? And they they were successful because they had great action. Um, the the with with Captain America, I would say you know it's it's weakness therein lies with the with the villains, right? You know, like for you, your issue with Winter Soldier is you would say, what is Hydra? What do they do? You know, yeah. and with Superman, it's like you know, um, do you tell this story without Luthor? Right. Without um, uh, without Brainiac. Without Darkseid, without, you know. Who, what is even, who is even the good, like, and like, does it matter? Do you, yeah, exactly. the, do you even write the story? Where exactly, like, do right. You do it like, we're doing this story with fucking Parasite. He's a lame villain right. with not a lot going on, but that's not important. It's, he's not important. Yeah. Like, he's just there as part and parcel of the Superman-ness of everything, but the story's about Superman and some other conflict. That's what it's really about. Right. I, look, like I said, James Gunn. I'm giving it, like you said, give him the, give him the benefit of mm-hmm, doubt, mm-hmm. but I am going to have a little bit of like, it's James Gunn. I don't know if he's quite yeah. the right guy. He's right. He's writing it and he's, and he's writing to probably going to end up directing and it probably too. Gonna but wouldn't it be interesting if it wasn't? Wouldn't that see what would really placate any of my fears would be have James Gunn write it. But then you hear it's like yeah. we got Zemeckis or we got Spielberg yeah, or the, we got somebody who has the that. The problem with his presentation thing, and I don't even know all the details. But already he's like, and I'm writing this, and I'm heading this, and I'm writing that, and I have already wrote the story to this. And I'm like, as great as you may or may not be, it's impossible for one guy to, to manage Now, it may very well be that someone like that level writing, literally, writing, like not just producing. It may very well be that someone like Jim Gunn, because he's he such a big, he's such players. a fanboy. Yeah. He's like, he this players. is some, this is a dream project that I've been, I've been turning right. up for the past 20 years. Right. Maybe that's, but maybe that's a case. Right. You know? Um, so again, like I'm, I'm, I'm willing to see where this goes. Um, again, it's really, really off to me at the same time, Yeah, but um, you know, it wasn't clear to me. Did they ax Robert Patterson's Batman already? We're, 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 we're getting, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting, we'll get, and we'll get, and we'll get to that even more when we come back after these words from friends. Let me make a marker. Oh. Make a marker. Make a marker. You know what's going to be funny is if this lanterns thing turns out to be exactly what everyone's been saying for the past 20 years, 20, 30 years, which is just do fucking training day with lanterns. <laughs> where he walks, where he walks into a black neighborhood. It's like, is that, is that like, you know, like, like I'm bigger than King Kong, you know, and, and <laughs> dark side ain't got nothing on me. And, me. and then, and then you like from that, from that, uh, uh bird's eye view shot, yeah. like everyone just like, <laughs> I, um, I'm hoping 
that you, you know, I think the in for this is that, but it's it's you know what? No, I'm going to go even worse. It shouldn't be training day. It should be platoon. And the Charlie Sheen character is John Stewart. <laughs> Hal Jordan is the Defoe and Sinestro <laughs> is the Tom Barony. Okay. Anyway. See, see that. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. All right. Now, uh, after those words from friends, we're going to be talking about uh, the next uh, project that uh, that uh, platoon lanterns. Platoon. I would, in between, <laughs> we were saying uh, lanterns. It's just called lanterns, which is okay, fine. Um, but uh, there was a Greg Berlanti uh, headed uh, Green Lantern TV show that's now not on the table. It's not happening. It's been scrapped. Thank God. And um, <laughs> Saffron and and Gunn are talking about okay, what's the approach to the Green Lanterns? For anyone who doesn't know. Green Lanterns are the space, space cops, cops of the DC universe. They are very, very powerful. They use their rings to create these constructs. Saffron and describes it as a, uh, a kind of a true detective, which mm -hmm. that's great. Like if you haven't seen, go go watch the first season of, of, true, true, of true Detective. It is yes. amazing. Exactly. All right, but yeah, this the, the people have often taken that as sort of like space cop. That's your in for the Green Lanterns. This sort of idea, it's like um, Hill Street Blues in space or whatever. The idea is like, here's this organization. Here are all these members. They're part of a, a, a brotherhood, you know, as or sisterhood or alienhood, whatever you want to call. Hill and Street Blues, Miguel? What's that? <laughs> yes, unfortunately for those of you guys. I've always, I've always seen... Columbo. Columbo in space. <laughs> let, me get this, let me get this straight. Uh, it's sort of strange that you So you walked into this room. So as I understand that you are going to destroy the multiverse. That's very interesting. <laughs> and he walks away. You know, well, one thing that this doesn't uh, jive that I don't jive well. It's interesting that the tachyon particles <laughs> needed to do that. But uh, but uh, the space cop thing I've always had in my head, Hill Street Blues, is the idea literally of Kilowog up there, like the watch commander. Let's stay, and, let's stay safe out there. It's, it's like, all right, you're covering, you're Closers. covering sector 285. All right. We're having some problems with the Sinatra core out there. Hey, 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 everybody stay bright out there. Stay right? bright out there, you poosers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the idea of them as a, as a cop thing, it works. Um, and it should be, it should be that. Yeah. Ultimately Hello? at the end of the day, it is you're a person who from planet earth, who's been chosen by you know, these billion year old alien beings to be, you know, the law and order for a place. And it's a vast place. You know, it, it lanterns aren't assigned to planets. They're assigned to vast areas of the universe. And that lends itself to a TV series, I think. I, I think it lends itself to weekly, regular, um, it, it, you know, we, adventures. Um, as a boy, like, in a, just like you, you know, I'm sure, you know, I read Green Lantern Corps. That was that was a oh, a thing that I read. It's not one guy. It's a it's an organization. Yeah, and so um, now the funny thing is the the artwork that they put up. It's um, it's Hal and John, and John is a uh, I, I couldn't tell. Like, was he with the Sinestro Corps? Like, I really. I, then again, I don't. Know. I, I um well whatever that's probably yeah, modern whatever, yeah. whatever. Sorry. the the point is it's like okay, buddy cops. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that they're going to have Hal as the older guy 
and Jean is the guy brought in. Oh, you mean that older guy? <laughs> Nathan Fillion? <laughs> it's not too late. It's, it is, it is gone. Especially if it's it is gone. gone. Especially gone. since Nathan Fillion just like lost, like he's so lean now. You know, he looks a lot younger because of the rookie. <laughs> you know, so like. But um, he, he, I think, uh, buddy cops, um, we were saying like, um, many people have said that since the approach has often been Hal Jordan becomes a member of the Green Lantern Corps. He trains with Kilowog, but then he trains with Sinestro. People have that make a training day. You know, um, new cop finds that, you know, one of the older vets is corrupt. And, you know, then the story, you know, how the fall of Sinestro, yada, yada, which is fine. You really go into a training day. Wait, but you? see, now I flipped the script on you and I said, no, what it should be is platoon in space. And it's like you have Hal Jordan is you, if your entry point is going to be John Stewart, right? As the new Green Lantern, and then he's Charlie Sheen. Hal Jordan is Willem Dafoe from Platoon, and Sinestro is Tom Berenger from Platoon. Just a thought, James Gunn. Give me give me a callback. Um, <laughs> this say they're saying this is going to be a show, right? Uh, I don't see any other. Yeah, it's like Green Lantern uh, TV series. What? Well, yeah, uh, yeah, looks like it's. I are all and the fact that Green they, he series. even used True Detective as the reference yeah, point yeah, kind yeah. of says serialize kind of like Green Lantern is gigantically untapped. Mm -hmm. There's so much to the lore, as we've said before. You know, it's like. You already have a, a big canvas because it's like they're the cops in space. So you get to do space battles and all the rest. But then there's the lore itself of the lanterns. When you get into the Guardians, you get into Oa, you get into the emotional spectrum. There's so this, much like the from the what are those armor, the armorers, the, the one who created the, the yellow rings. Oh, the Cordians. The Cordians. That's there's. Again, all the different the, the manhunters, the, the manhunters, oh the red, God. blue, green, land, you know, all of the yeah, yeah. different colors, all of that stuff, the how the rings work, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. You've got all of this so much to draw from. Now, I think casting and the director are huge. And that's one mm -hmm. of the big disappointments I had with this announcement is that we didn't. We didn't get any names. We didn't really get a lot of like, and okay, you know. Because contracts are, they're yeah. being drafted right now. Right now like yeah, exactly. No one's been But like, I anything. mean, like that is a key point for a lot of these sort of these projects. And right now it seems he's, he wants to be a, a big creative force behind them. But I do still think you still, I still need to hear some name just to get, get like, again, who's your, like, like, okay, Ed, who, you, you said Fillion as, as, as Hal. I don't know at this point if we would if we would get that. I mean, like it would be it would be something. It maybe maybe they don't go for veteran Hal. Maybe they go for mm -hmm. a a younger ish. Not quite maybe. like if John Stewart's going to be the entry point character and be the younger one. But how do you know they don't flip Th that? that? These is, are movies. That they is they the can make John Stewart the older guy. That is and Hal Jordan the younger one. That is one of the big issues um, with. With any any story that you have to tell, you have to give some kind of background story, right? You know, and but at the same time, like um, uh, we as an audience, we go, oh, we don't want to hear, we don't want to hear an origin story again, you know. Especially um, you and I, because we know the origin. Yeah, yeah. You know but, what it feels like to me now at this point? There's so many new origin stories. It feels like starting over with a new therapist. 
Yes, you know right. I mean? Like it's like, oh, you know, we got to. I got to tell this all over again. This. I've already been through this. Like I already told I already this. Told yeah. this. Uh, you know, it was um, Trump. Yeah. It was traumatic the first time. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna wear it again. It's traumatic. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. As we've said before, how many times can you see Batman's parents gunned down in an alley? Right. Yeah, right. right. You know, how many times can Uncle Ben get killed? Uh-huh. I get. I do. I do get that. Um, I do think that there's a bit of a hurdle, just only because some of these characters, you know. Yeah, there was a Green Lantern movie that starred Ryan Reynolds. That was not a hit. Not a lot of people saw. Mm. I know. Sorry, I know your way around that though, because now he wants to start a new continuity, right? So start in the middle of the story, but do flashbacks. Yeah, that's to, probably as will be their solution. Doing the whole from beginning to end. Yeah. We got to. Oh, here he is. Yeah. He's a regular guy. He hasn't got the powers yet. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Ryan Reynolds, who got his ring from <laughs> from Boba Fett. Yeah, from from the first movie. Right. Yeah. That that's the thing. We there is this sort of like is there enough edgy like there is a hurdle because they have to educate yeah yeah the do. audience to a degree right. even though there already was stuff. I'm look. Lanterns is you know I I didn't say with Superman I said the Superman by the way that is that's a ten on the anticipation screen. Mm-hmm. L- Lanterns this is a solid eight. This is a solid, solid, solid eight. <laughs> Lanterns is a solid eight in anticipation because it's, I love the fact that they're, you they're, that they didn't, I thought that they were just going to like eject Hal. Nothing against Jon Stewart. He has, as a character, he has interesting stuff. There's cool things. Loved him on JLU. But Hal Jordan's my guy. He's my Green Lantern. Oh, dude, and this that, opens that, a door for like, for Guy Gardner. Kyle or for Kyle, you know, yeah, yeah. and and like, some of the newer, so many different stories, so, so many, and that's the other part about Green Lantern. They have used that concept that like it is a role, it is a thing that is given to someone. You become the Green Lantern. As much as Hal Jordan is my guy, is the Green Lantern. There have been numerous Green Lanterns over the years, and a lot of them, a lot of recent ones with a lot more diversity. Um, the past like twenty years, you've have there's a Muslim lanterns, there's a um Hispanic female lantern now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can and there's alien lanterns and yeah. alien. So there's all this diversity and different things you can play around with. There's Lolita lanterns like Arisia, you know, who <gasps> is got, a teenager. <laughs> John, you don't know this. So Hal Lantern had a relationship. <laughs> We're gonna get shut down if we talk about Arisia. Hal Lantern had a relationship with a uh, an alien uh, lantern girl. This this. Perfectly fine young young lady who is all like, I've got a crush on the greatest Green Lantern. And Hal's like, you just look too young for, you know, you're too young. She uses the ring. Turned out to be 100 years old, right? No, wait. No, no, no. no, Yes, because that's what it is. She uses the ring to quote unquote age her body up, right? And everyone who was- sounds like they should do to catch a predator. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So so, so they're all like, like, oh, she's this, like she was just this cute young girl, has got a crush, but it's harmless. And then she's like, I will use the ring to make my body older. And of course, because it's comic books, she's all voomed out, like breasts and everything. And now she's like, now we can be together. And they're in a relationship. And everyone who was writing, you know, wrote into comic books that had like I need to go to the bathroom you're gonna have to come up with something because you established that she was like 14 
And then they did a whole thing. They were like, uh, well, um, on her planet, because the rotation <laughs> is different. It's like, it's like, um, no, she, cause, um, it takes them much longer to orbit. So their years are longer. So she's actually hunting. Like that was exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we don't, James Gunn does not get himself <laughs> intended to mess with that. Uh, but, um, let's move didn't, on. Didn't James Gunn also already get in trouble a couple of years ago for some tweets too, right? It was, he the, had some the, the weird, like, Twitter dead, is, like, it was a Holly, it was he Halloween. A, he did a bunch of dead baby and others. Like basically it was, yeah. he was a strong progressive voice on Twitter and some reactionary assholes decided to dredge up some like really off color yeah, joke yeah, yeah. stuff that he had done years and years ago. That's the edgy weirdness of James Gunn that is always going to be the part of me where it's like you're doing Superman and Wonder Woman. And that's the thing. Uh, He's always been that edge like from from photos yeah. from way back where he's dressed as a priest. Producing something on YouTube called PC PG porn. Yeah, he does. Right. With like, Nathan Fillion's in one of them, by the way. Exactly. So he's, you know, so he, that's, yeah. Hopefully, with Green Lantern, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't. Good job, them. Warner Brothers. Good job. Good job. Um, good job. Right, so w- let's move on to the authority. The, the next one is the, is the authority. Again, again, Lantern. Which is a, a wild storm uh, creation, which was a, um, a, a, a brand that DC Late had Late 90s, bond. early 2000s. Um, essentially, uh, this is, comes from Image Comics. This was Jim Lee, Rob Liefeld, Todd McFarlane. I think you know some of those names more or less. You've heard of the creators of Spawn and yeah, things yeah. like that. Dark, they, Dark Horse Comics, right? Not Dark Horse, no, no, not Dark Horse. Uh, image, Image. So, like, they had spun off then their own thing. Were very successful for a while, and then, like, the bottom fell out of the market of mm, 90s yeah, comic yeah. books so for a lot of different things. What happened with them was they then brought in, they were, like, they were selling their books off of the artists. And then they couldn't do that quite as much. And then they just brought in some really good writers. They brought in, and the authority is, I want to say, Warren Ellis's um, brainchild. And at the time, they were separate from DC Comics, but they were owned by DC Comics, but there wasn't any crossover. And they were like, okay, this universe, this image universe is 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 ripe for a remake, for doing, for retelling, not retelling of, of just like putting our own stamp on a lot of different things. And as is the case with a lot of times, they you were just going to do analogs of pre-established yeah. characters. A commentary on, on on what a Spider-Man Justice is. League, on yeah. And in this case, the authority was their commentary on the Justice League. Yeah. This world does not, it says it's separate from the DCU. It was its own thing. So they were, again, we'll establish our new Justice League. And in this version, it was called the authority. And that alone should tell you the difference between them and the Justice League. The Justice League is, we are here to uphold justice in the world. And the authority is like, we are the authority. That Those are two different vibes. There's some precog going on, right? And these are, good, these are going to be movies, right? These are going to be- uh, They said a big, like, that's the other thing. And it's yeah. interesting that they're doing this before they do a Justice League proper. And the authority is the Surratt's Justice League that includes characters such as- the Midnighter and Apollo. What's the name? The Midnighter uh, that, is uh, is their version of Batman, Batman. and the Apo- Apollo is their version of Superman. And that's and a LGBTQ gay lovers. Right, right. Um, you have all these, you know, and they're very, very powerful. But the most important thing is the authority is not like other superheroes. As I said, they said we're the authority. We're God. We're the law. We're the yeah. It, it, it's Judge Dredd, and that it, that extends to like. 
in the superhero stuff, there's a lot of outs of like, we're superheroes, we'll handle the super stuff. When the aliens come, when the mad scientists try and take over a country, we'll handle that. But all the political other things, and that's up to the regular humans to take care of. It's not for us to decide. The authority is not like that. The authority is... Oh, are you doing something we don't like in your country? Yeah, we're going to decide whether or not. Now, that's this this continue. was also an opportunity of like you know, look, James Gunn, two thousand nineteen, he made a movie called Brightburn, which is um, a commentary on Superman. On Superman, yeah. What if Superman, um, still raised by regular parents, but was a monster? Was a monster, <laughs> right? You know, that's an alien the boys. monster, right? Yeah. And uh, like I, I didn't get to yeah, see similar. I yeah. didn't get to see that movie, but uh, but I hear that it's it's it was well well received. Well, even he says you know the the, the whole uh, you know they had this whole thing where they're they're comparing the authority to Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men, mm. where that point of view was he says you know yeah. it's like you want me up on that wall, you need someone as ruthless mm-hmm. and as you know devoid of 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 compassion as me, and that's the authority. Now you said. This is interesting. You could set them up as a counterpoint to the emerging Justice League. Like you can have. Um, and there's also the question, I think, of whether or if not. If it's th- in the DC universe. If it's even right? in the DCU proper. You could set up a movie or two with a cro- with a crossover mm-hmm. later on in a Justice League of like, hey, remember those authority guys we did those movies on? And you, I'm sure they'll get you on those characters' sides. But they're like, hey, they have a point of view on how they approach these sort of things. If they interact with the Justice League, what are we going to have? And I can't deny some pure fanboy of like, do I want to see Batman fight the ni- the Midnighter? Hell yeah! <laughs> Do I want to see again? Do I want to see like again Green Lantern and Superman versus like you know you know um, uh, Jenny Jenny Sparks and uh, Apollo? Yeah. Now, did you read the comic book? I have read um, limited runs of the Authority. I have had there. I was more of a fan of the early Ellis um, Brian Hitch stuff, which we can't. Um, Brian Hitch doing the Authority was also remember Brian Hitch did the Ultimates. Mm. And that itself had its effect on yeah, yeah, you know, right, what, right, what right. Marvel would look like. Um, like I said, it's very, it's sanguine. They're ruthless. It's an interesting take. All I have to say is this, Ed, you remember the uh, the story, What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, and American Way, yeah, yeah. the Superman, mm-hmm. where he fights that group called the Elite. Right. The Elites were analogs for the authority. They, that story was written at the time where people were like, Reading the authority, and they were like, "This is how it should be." And the guys, great were episode, like, by the way, great, yeah. And this is, and there was that uh, the guys were writing. They were like, "Do you want our characters to be like that's cool? Mm-hmm. Authority is cool, just like they're not Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, the Justice League, and they're something different." Mm-hmm. I would be interested to see how that setup is uh, for this, and uh, you know, the authority also is. <clears throat> Ultra violent, like I don't like the authority is much closer to the boys, John. Yeah, than it is to the Justice League. Yep. So I kind of wonder how they would navigate mm-hmm. that. As you said, maybe they are. Maybe they're setting up a confrontation, it's which would an, be fantastic. It's such an odd thing because oh look, a lot of these things that are slated um, uh, was pretty much uh, created first off to bring to the boss, right? Like um, what was it like three weeks ago, a month ago? Um, or whatever, how, how long, yeah, how long with this they been, conceive yeah. this, it was to go, Hey, Peter, we got to go to the boss, uh, uh, up at Warner brothers. And we got to, now that involved 
what is, what is also involved when you're talking to the boss at Warner Brothers? You guys sell toys. Right. Right. And, and like, the authority doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some of these are hard <laughs> sells for mar- merchandising. They, for they, kids. They are. Um, the authority for me would fall between like a six and a seven. Okay. Because I'm interested. I I will love, like I said, we just talked, we said Invincible on, you know, uh, Amazon Prime. I love it because it's commentary on Superman. It's really well mm-hmm. done. I'd be interested to do this, but I I do wonder where they would fit in with everything else. Yeah, I, I think this is a their ticket to maybe rise above what they did in the past, and because it's a new material, no one's really heard of it. So if no preconceived this, notions. Yeah. So if they knock this out of the park, it could be their way out of the hole. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Consecutive poop. Okay, <laughs> now, uh, we're gonna move on. Yeah, next. to Paradise Lost again. Huh? Just because the name, but the fact that they're saying that it's going to be Wonder Woman based. Huh? No, 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 no. I mean, I look. No, so no, 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 what have I said before? No, they haven't said. Is that your Tim ha- Allen? <laughs> no, they haven't said. Hey, Gal, you're fired. Right. That that was never the case. Right. Uh, now there was a departure with um with Patty Jenkins, and uh, and her so that pitch, Wonder Woman stuff is now right. all akimbo. Right, right. now, so I this comes out here, Paradise Lost, and. A series on HBO Max, mm-hmm. a Game of Thrones style drama set. Okay, right. um, which I, sign me up. All right, female yeah. Game of Thrones. I'm there. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've said this before about why well, I said this. Lesbian so like, Thrones. This is the game of yes. <laughs> I'm not going to do. I'm not. I'm not going to do the joke. I'm not going to do the joke. Anyway, <laughs> I have said before, uh, you know, on the podcast that. Characters like Wonder Woman, Thor, Black Panther, Namor, Aquaman, their whole bag is more than just them as individual characters of what is Wonder Woman nor Aquaman's particular adventure. They always are like they come from another world of some kind under the ocean, a mythological island that's hidden from whatever. You could tell the story in their own vacuum. Right. With a F ton of their supporting characters that surround them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you go to, if you're going to do, you know, you go to Asgard, it's going to be Thor is talking to Loki and yeah. Fandral so and his father. Of, there's a lot of like true Norse mythology in it. And there's a lot of true Greek mythology within. With the, exactly. And, and that's the, you bring all the gods, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman, you know, so could you, could this, this sounds good. It's a good basis for, for a show. I would hope there would be a lot of actual Wonder Woman and not just like here a bunch of supporting characters and not because again Wonder Woman you know uh, she's pretty big it's a big name you're but again like Snyderverse right like I, are we doing what, yeah. are we well, doing that I, and I'm just gonna say something else Snyderverse everyone says especially about that first Wonder Woman film that the best parts are the Themyscira parts the parts mm-hmm. on Paradise yep. Isle everyone wants to get more of that stuff mm-hmm. and also yes. You know, yeah, you, you mentioned lesbian, whatever, you know. Sapphic you stuff. Can, you can, there's, yeah, sapphic appeal, fine. But also, just the simple fact that we don't have a lot of shows like that. No. with That is true. Characters with it's a majority female characters, all, and again, it's all char- female characters in power. In Themyscira, on Paradise Island, the generals are women. Her mother, the queen, is, you know, all the, you know, all the other, so, sounds good, Oh, and they explain that how that is because no one really dies ever, right? 
So it's like they're, they were they're all like thousands. They're, of they're thousands of years old. They're, yeah, they're, still they're mystical, island. right? They're yeah, mystical pockets. Yeah, and again, yeah. the gods bring in all sorts of other things. Yeah. There have been times just. There have been times where they've done... The gods bring in all other things. Well, no, actually, they have done things where they've recently, last 20 years or so, there was a period where they did a reboot and they were, they were like, we got to explain where the, you know, and they were like, the Amazons are, are murderer rapists who like grab men, rape them, get the, get children and then kill the boys pretty hot. It is HBO <laughs> well, after yeah, yeah, all. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, or what? No, it wasn't they killed them. They did this whole, they're like, and they abandoned them on another island. And then you figured out, it was like, so you're telling me there's an island of these men Amazon warriors now? They're like, oh, okay. So, so on a weekly basis, it's like, Miguel, I don't know if I could deal take this anymore. It's like a, like the, the new episode is out and uh, I'm feeling it, man. I'm like, feeling like it. you know, I'm, I'm a little butt hurt from the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I think that Wonder Woman is something like this, but I hope it really has one, like, like something that is just like, and this was a thousand years before Wonder Woman was born, and it's just her mother. Her mother's a cool character, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but I would want, just do it. Why are we farting around? Like you're starting it. Like we don't need get your new Wonder Woman up and running you know and why. have her around. But it's you know interesting because 1984 sucked. But but That's it's fair. interesting. They're looking to do and it's described as a series as a Game of Thrones series drama. Which you know, look, I remember um, back in the day um, just reading about the what the who's who's and they would describe Paradise Island. There's an there's a part of the island here that focuses on technology. An island here where 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 they're bat where they're just battling each other. You know, right? Yeah. Um, uh, there's a stadium. Like it's everything is about peace and justice. Well, they, well, right. It's uh, it's they they want to become like fully self-actualized right. whatever and it's no, george george perez's right, like it's, realization it's body and mind and a, and a, and an open spiritual philosophical right. heart and all and the rest sisters of it. stick Sister with themselves too, yes, right exactly. you know and here game of thrones if you're throwing game of thrones here that means but that's always also been part of part and parcel of it that's also yeah been, you you will always have that with situation. the gods but not among the but you have both that's the thing <laughs> remember you have themiscira you've got olympus You've Artemis. Got, you've, yeah, you've got Athena. You know, well, all right, he's referring to, to Artemis another as a character, character yeah. who she was Wonder Woman's replacement for a period. Like there was a whole thing. Ed, per, for fans of that stuff, this would be perfect. You do the story of the. There basically was a story where Wonder Woman's mother, the Queen of the Amazons, gets this thing where she's like, Wonder Woman is going to die. Premonition. And she's like. Wonder Woman is going to die. Well, if my daughter's not Wonder Woman, and so she does this whole thing where she's like, I'm going to save my daughter behind her back. I'm going to have a new calling. We're going to get a new woman to be Wonder Woman, and I'm sacrificing her. And it's a whole thing. There's your political, that's tons of political intrigue. Building up to that, having it done, then the fallout. Um, and as you said, like, again, you can have various, there have been various Amazonian generals, yes. relationships. I know Matt Smith is going to be Aries. I understand. <laughs> I understand, Miguel. I understand. Yes. So um, I, this again, this is between a seven and an eight in, in terms of anticipation. But I want it, it will be a solid eight if they tell me Wonder Woman is definitely going to be okay. in it. So well, let I, me tell you. This next one, which is a solid 10 for me. 
Oh, wow. Batman, the brave and the bold. And it says movie. My mind is blown. Okay. I'm there. You know how many movies you can do with this? You know how many movies you can do with this? See, this should be- This is a big arc. This should be, no, well- this The should, Brave and Bold, Jonathan, yeah, was a, um, every week, every month, there would be like a spotlight on, it's Batman teamed up with someone, right? Batman teemed up with the um, Green Arrow, Batman teamed up with- Yeah, whatever, one, Hula, just whatever. a one-off of Batman teams up with another hero and we're using Batman to- And most know, recent, promote. like they, they, there was an animated series. That um, was very well received. Was it Dietrich Bader? Dietrich Bader was the voice of Batman. Yeah, and, and sound like this. I'm just going to say this, I'm going to say this right now. Rex Quando himself. If you want, <laughs> Rex Quando himself. I did not like that show. Mm -hmm. A lot of it. I really didn't. Um, but the ideas were great. Uh, yeah, I just the fact that it, they would showcase all those different mm -hmm. characters, that was cool. I did not like that show, Ed. I didn't either. However, the last episode, Diedrich Bader <laughs> talks to the audience as Batman. It's the like the last thing, and he does it like the signing off of an old-style kid show. Ah, okay. Talks to the kids, because it was a more kid-focused <laughs> show. So the fact that I didn't like it shouldn't be material at all. But he talks, and when that went off the end, I was in my... Late 30s. I was probably 39. I understand, 40. Miguel, that you don't like the show. Right. And he's, <laughs> he's talking to and you. He was all, he talks to the kids and I cried. <laughs> I'm watching it because I'm thinking to myself, God, if I was nine, 10 years old, this hit would still hit me the same way. And it was this sort of like, I'm going away, kids. I won't see you again, but just be assured that, you know, wow. You know, I'm out there still fighting for right. And, you know, when, when, when the bad guys come, you know, the hammers of justice will be, that was all like, and I'm going like, they're doing it in enough. They want to both be ironic and sincere and they pulled it off. But this is okay. They're saying this is going to be a movie and it's going to, they're just using the brave and the bold name though. And I don't think it's, yeah, gonna be, yeah, I know. And it's basically going to be the start of we're doing him and Robin, but the Robin is the Damian Wayne. Yeah. Robin. Which, which. This okay, is the maybe, problem. You, maybe it's you, not a ten. You were you were all like excited. Maybe it's and not I was a ten. Like, I thought for a second you said Damon Wayne. So why not? <laughs> Damon da Wayne. Damian Wayne is um, is Batman's Bruce's biological, biological son. son, who uh, is also from the Ra's al Ghul line, right? Talia al Ghul had a yeah. secret has a secret son. Yes, with it, Bruce it, that and he raised and to be an assassin. And it's funny that John, John would be able to get this because they did use those characters in the Dark Knight trilogy. So yeah, yeah. So you had Ra's al Ghul. Rajal Ghul's daughter. I'm here to fulfill Rajal Ghul's destiny. <laughs> Do you accept his resignation? <laughs> See, as it goes on, he's getting more into jovial old man territory as you do him. Hello there. I'm Bane. Bane and but it's uh, one of two things. One of one of two things. <laughs> one of the one of two things that you do masterfully. Okay. So, but I'm not sure. Only one. Only one. And you and McGregor is only one. Big See, we're getting cheated because you don't have the mic, but you know. Okay, so yeah. Uh, Damon, <laughs> but, but yes, Damon, Damon Wayne, Wayne is the biological son of Bruce Wayne from Talia al Ghul. He was raised until he was like nine, eight or nine by the League of Assassins. And he's a complete, and complete asshole. I hate this character. He's a terrible- I hate this character. And the whole idea is, oh, hey, Batman has to raise a Robin who is not only his biological son, 
but who from like has been kill- literally murking people since he was like eight years old and has no compunctions about it is just like he, when they introduced him, he beats the crap out of the then Robin, right? Goes out, like cuts off the head of some like low level, like Batman villain and brings the head home to the cave. And they're like, what did you do? And I was like, I did what was like, and that's the whole thing. He was like, I'm going to train you to fight crime. And I was like, what did you do, Damien? I did what you said. I fought crime. I like, like, why are we putting these guys into like, you know, revolving door, like prison system. just going to get out again. Yeah. Uh, now here's the thing to a so, degree. There's, I'm, I'm so sorry to sidetrack, but I know Ed would be excited. How come no one has ever thought to do a real DC Nightwing movie? That's what we're getting to. Oh my God. Right. Sorry. I, I yeah. That's what we're getting to because this is the thing. I, I know Ed likes uh, Nightwing. <sighs> Damien, <clears throat> it, Damien Wayne was this thing that was oh, out. Is he Nightwing? No, he's no, he's, again, he's the son of Batman, and no, he's no, currently he eventually. Be- no, no, he no. took over. He but just, that's the problem. Yeah. The problem is, is that it's like here's Dick Grayson, the guy who Batman raised as his son, Basically for all its sense and sense, who is his son, who should be an important part yeah. of his. The de facto his, heir his to the Batman, the real heir to the Batman, and yet every single time they decide, no, we're not going to really get into that. Whether it's, you know, it sounds like Cain and Abel over and over again for Robin. Well, <laughs> well it is this sort of like D- Dick Grayson gets screwed over because it's like the first time they ever did the somebody else is going to be Batman. Mm-hmm. It was this third wheel character brought out of nowhere. Yeah. And it was just like, and at no, and it took the writers years and years for them to ever even be like, don't you think Dick would have an opinion on this? Mm-hmm. Like, don't you think Dick would be like, Very Bruce, upset. what the F? Who is this guy that you brought in my life? Yeah, yeah, and like, no. d- d- and just the, the yeah. sense of your father, like, yeah. and you're it, not passing the business on to me. You're passing it on to the new guy, the intern who just showed up last year. So, so this is going to be. It sounds like it may be concurrent with the Batman sequel, which already we have a date, October third, twenty twenty five, um, which is the sequel to the Robert Pattinson Batman, right? You know, which brought me to my question: Are they going to axe Robert Pattinson eventually? No, no, no. He's getting his he's mo- oh, eventually after that. I don't know because. Yeah, yeah. The last one I know as much as you, you well, and I the felt bold, with the bold movies. You, uh, the, um, well, you and I said the Pattinson movie didn't move us. It brought it brought to, it brought to WB seven million dollars, right? So seven hundred million dollars. But right? I don't even then. I think that was based off of the Batman name. My personal feeling was I don't recall anyone ever talking about that movie. No one talks about you Rob know Pattinson what Batman? everyone talked about. They talked about Kurt Cobain's music more than they talked about Robert Pattinson. Yeah, then, yeah. The wind. yeah that, that, so, and that's where. And again, we're talking about for the, the for, for the most part. That's yes, they use it in the movie. If I if I think, but that's the trailer. Like that's yeah. what got people. Like no one. It. I don't think it grabbed the the audience, but. As a follow-up, is he is getting a Batman? Yeah, he's getting Batman a sequel. part two, right? But on that, and I, I think that's going to be there's going to be some confusion at this at this point. To be like, wait a minute, there's this Batman and there's yeah. date, yeah, and you know, th- and then this that statement Batman. does not say what you said. What what, yeah. what you just said, Jonathan, is do we have is Pattinson going to be Batman? You could do a two track series. You could do, hey, Bobby, you're getting older anyway. We're going to age you up with makeup and some stuff 
for this Brave and the Bold thing with you and your son. And then the Matt Reeves film will be a story that takes place when that character is younger. And then moving forward, when you meet Superman, when you, you will be the uh, and older. And, I, by then, I, and by then, and again, that five, six, seven years will pass and he'll have, he'll be older and it'll be like, okay, yeah, you, you fit now to, to play this you, character. You, you bring, you bring something interesting up. And so basically you're saying like, you know, who knows, um, Patterson will get offered this and that. A lot of the stuff here that's slated, uh, I wonder how much deviation we'll get. You right. know, because according like, to the, the the thing we watched, it it sounded like everything's going to be new. Like the way he was. Yeah, talking. it's a reboot. Yeah, yeah. except like for those except for those parts where we said like Amanda Waller, where it's like no. That's that, that's yeah. the, like big. I, I I can see no pun intended. Big guns do seem to be getting rotated out. All right, you're it's not going to be the same Wonder Woman, Batman, or Superman. So but you, do, you do think Rob Rob's done after the next movie? Then I don't. That this is oh, the thing. I don't know. I don't know with this. I could see either. I could see either. I could see them going like, "Here's the Brave and the Bold Batman. It's our main DC, you know, EU Batman. Here's Robert Pattinson's Batman. He's an Elseworlds Batman." I the, don't know. The second, um, the second uh, uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movie did so well that they have that he he ended up getting a third one. Who knows? Um, if this, uh, bat, the Batman part two even does, does well, even does it, you know, and then if you have other product, if you're going to have a bat, another Batman movie that's mm. competing, that comes out a year before that, or a year ago, it's going to end gonna, up like, going to have those competitions, like a, like a double of seven situation. Ah, uh, never uh, say never, never say never. Octopussy. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, which, which to me, if the, if the Nolan trilogy did so well, why didn't DC tap? Nolan and be like, you know what? Technically, they did. Why don't we do something in the continuity? No, no, technically, they did because that was why Nolan produced that first Man of Steel. Yep. Oh, he uh, he was the one. No, but I would never, I would never have. You said Batman to do Superman. I would never. But again, that's that's a whole other set of. So, speaking of all, all, also, um, the they bring this up in the Campia show, um, you know, because Affleck was brought in into one of these meetings. Right. He may very well. Be a director. Be, be yeah. a director on one of these, uh, like one of like, these projects, you know. And uh, <laughs> no better person to to direct a Bat movie than Batman himself. Than Batman himself, you know? who has directed big budget. Well, but didn't that uh, didn't uh, Affleck do that? No, he didn't direct any Batman stuff. No. Oh, he's only, he's only directed uh, Oscar movies. Yeah, he's <laughs> a, he only written and directed Oscar winning movies. Okay, so um, so that again, that's the Batman sequel. I've told you before, mm-hmm. uh, Jake. It because it's only because it's Batman that it gets bumped up to a seven because the first film did not. I was kind of like, it was fine. This film, I'd want to see a, a, a follow up. I didn't like, and surprisingly, again, I, I think, didn't dislike Pattinson as Batman. But, so, by the way, are we still getting that Penguin TV show, I, or is that knows? being scrapped? I don't know. Probably that's probably, probably. scrapped. But I think uh, on your personal level, you you didn't like Batman. But I think to to DC, who was worth over seven hundred million. No, no, so, yeah. So I think to them, he's like an eight or a nine. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Okay, yeah, Let, uh, let's okay. move on. Um, this is something I think you and I, would, you and I would, again, are very excited. Booster Gold as a series, which fits. I don't think you could pull off Booster as a movie per se, but as a series, you can really get under the hood with him yeah. and make him make what is off-putting about him actually important and fun and compelling. Uh, Booster can- Gold, John, is the... He's the, the, the loser, hero the loser from, from the, the hero. future. 
I don't know about loser. Oh, yes, he was. I mean. Yes, he was. He was a janitor. Was he janitor? He was a janitor at the at the Metropolis Time and Space Museum in the 25th and century. And he goes, oh, here's a time machine and the, and the suit. I'm going to steal him. Okay, and then God. I'm going to get Boost, rich Booster, in the past. Booster Gold's deal is this. Booster was a football player. He's from Gotham City, but in the future, the 25th century. So we're talking way, everyone's dead, that, you know, from the age of heroes. And he was just a, you know, hey, cool jock, whatever, you know, he gets a scholarship and he's gonna, like, he's probably gonna go pro and he's from like a, like a really bad background, like a really poor, like, you know, background. Problem is his father. Oh, you're going to get into that. <laughs> his father was a gambler. His father was a gambler. And that sort of like got passed on to him. And in a sort of Pete Rose situation, he starts betting against games that he's playing in. And this disgraces okay. him and his whole career is, is done. And he was on that glide path of celebrity of endorsements and corporate sponsorments, you know, that kind of stuff. So he, He's, you know, he's in his like late twenties, early thirties, and he's a janitor at this, which is a thing that had been established in DC at Comics the, at the Superhero Museum. At that, there's this museum of space and time or whatever in the 25th century, and so he starts putting two dudes. He's like there at night, and he's a night watch. He's having he's having a Marty McFly moment. Well, he starts looking through this this museum that's got all the stuff from all the heroes and different adventures and things that from the past, and he starts thinking about heroes in the way you think about sports stars because he was he was going to be a football star. Mm. He was like, if you were a superhero, it would just be like being a celebrity. And you would get money from endorsements and corporate backing and so on and so forth. And he says, like, it's funny, but like, like none of the heroes that from the heroic age, which for him is like 500 years in the past, is like, they never did that. Now, you and I are like, because Superman and Batman are above corporate, like, they're yeah. not going like, to sell their soul. Yeah, right, right. Not Booster. <laughs> so he has a, and we're, don't it's laugh at, don't, don't laugh, don't laugh, John. He has this robot that's his sidekick that's also a security guard at the place <laughs> that becomes like his friend. That's like this AI that like helps him out and stuff. The problem is, is that when they named this character in 1986, the word had different. There was no meaning. It was just like, here's a kind of a name that evokes something. Well, the name of his robot sidekick is Skeets. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if they'd have to change nice. that. Anyone who's listening, you can look it up. What's they're not. They're, it. they're not. So it's better to keep it. So going to make him more money. To so Skeets, Skeets, and him get a whole bunch of crap from the museum that by then is not like super high tech because it's again it's 500 years in the past whatever but they're like oh hey we'll get a suit and these energy blasters and this and oh here's a time he machine a, he has a legion flight ring right he has a legion, legion flight, flight ring, ring which is actually from his future but he found was found in the past in the and he combined them all together <laughs> and, and Superhero, boom. And like with this high technology from the future, with his robot that's got future information and a time machine, he goes back to the 80s. And this is very important because it's the 80s. <laughs> and in his first mission out, he saves Ronald Reagan's wife. Nice. <laughs> And he get and he becomes Booster Gold, and he establishes himself in Metropolis as the new hero in town. And why do we love Booster? Okay, because and, that, all of that is a front. It's a front. And the thing is, though, like it, it really, it's um, it, it's a uh, come to us. He comes to his senses, and that's when he becomes a true hero. 
Right? Yeah, it's, it's person, the journey. Yeah, right. There's this journey of like, like you know, none of this stuff really makes any sense. The powers and whatever, or you know, it's like, what do you do when you take the the, the person out of the suit? And he like you know, and confront. He's confronted with the situation of I need to really be the whether hero. by people in his own life or by the other heroes confronting him. A Superman, and that's why we like, love this character, right? Yeah, because he's like he's like it's wish fulfillment because he's like he just gets like. He didn't work for anything. Mm. He didn't create the suit, the technology. It's not that. He's average jock Joe from the future, granted. Hoping to get rich. Hoping to make make it rich. And so this is not standard superhero, you know, storytelling. And tons of commentary. Because, like, he Booster Gold is the superhero who will show up and... His jacket, he will have the corporate logos on that. <laughs> he's a <laughs> NASCAR driver. Yeah. Yes, exactly. He's, he's done he's, that in the past. He's what's his face from um, from from Mystery Men? Um, um, yeah, um, Captain Wonderful or whatever. Yeah, whatever like Kinnear was. Yeah, Kinnear. Yeah, Kinnear, yeah. Kinnear, right? You know, with the with the sponsors and whatever. And you know, you can do those stories of like, the Dark Knight of the Soul of like, you know, what am I giving up? You know, the where it's like, uh, hey, listen, uh, I know that uh, you just foiled that supervillain who was, you know, trying to get X Y Z. Well, you see, our company's been working on X Y Z, and so you know, you don't have to really look at. So you get yeah, that yeah. kind, those kind of stories, and just general Intrigue. stories of celebrity. And then the final, the final cherry on top Gross. for me is the post 52 bag that they gave him, which was they gave him a connection to the time with to uh, Rick Hunter and the Time Masters. Oh, you love you love Rick. Hunter. I'm just saying, no, no, no. <laughs> but the idea is essentially they were just like, look, the truth is you shouldn't have time traveled <laughs> like this messes things <clears throat> up. And yet. It was all like, but it hasn't. Like, why not? And then you find out Booster Gold has been given the destiny of being the hero that everyone is supposed to think is this fuck up, but is actually the but guy so who's less, here, yeah. but no one's ever supposed to know about it. And that is works with his whole the ego. Janitor. He's the again, and the fact that he wanted Queen to be, but, but also the other, but the other part is this. Remember, this is all about he wants to be a celebrity. So it's quantum leap, <laughs> and to a degree. <laughs> but it's quantum leap with a Sam Beckett who wants all the glory yeah, yeah. and is never gonna get it. That, in other words, Booster Gold's destiny he learns is no, you're supposed to be known as the fuck up. That no one takes you seriously, <laughs> but the truth is, but this allows you. This is you're going to be actually be the guy that helps in these all of these really important helping the time stream, doing all the rest of that stuff. One of the best stories I've ever heard, like, in, and I don't know if you've ever seen this uh, in Justice League Unlimited, Booster Gold. Um, you know, he's a part of the team, right? And one of the first assignments says, "You're on traffic duty." Right? Yeah, right? they're like, "There's this big like, battle." Just handle crowd yeah, control. Just, just, uh, yeah, you know, like, uh, just tell the civilian to move aside. And like, what? Come on. <laughs> and, and in the middle of this other situation where it's an epic battle that you don't really ever get to right, see. Right, exactly. Which is fun. It's just like, <laughs> wizards from the future and everything else. And Batman's like, and, and Booster Gold's like, all right, I'm here. Right away, Batman's like, crowd control. Wait, what? Crowd control? Crowd control. Crowd control. <laughs> and in the middle of that other thing... He ends up in an adventure yeah. where if he doesn't succeed, nothing matters. <laughs> right, right. He does it, but again, no, no one, one will ever 
No. The other thing also and is- And he talks to her, and that's the whole thing where the the female character in the, the scientist that he's trying to help oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She talks to her, you got to do it. And he has, he's this breakdown. And he's just like, he's like- I he's like, be a jock. I want to be. He's like, he's like, I didn't do this for this. I'm not. I, and it's like, I'm not up to it. He's yeah. the whole hero's journey thing. It's like, do you want to know why I came for? Like he says, you want to? I came here to make money. It's like I, I can't save people. I'm a fraud. And she's like, you're the only hero here now. Now here's the you're thing. The we, hero here now, and you've got to do it. And there's so much you can do. With we're that. still yeah. getting that. Blue Beetle movie, you know, and the thing is, like, I, it's not, which is not, which is not part, part of, of this, his, whatever, his, his, his slate. Blue and gold. If you're gonna do. If you're gonna, you gotta do blue and gold. You have yeah, to the do comic, blue and gold. In the, in the comics, here's the thing: Booster Gold had had this big splash. Then his series got canceled. And what they do with a lot of characters when they cancel their series is they just roll them into a, a, a you know, if they think there may be some more juice they can squeeze. I think we're not done with this. We can do something. Come back later. Yeah. yeah let's at least keep, keep him, have him some visibility. So they put him on a team book. And in this case, Booster Gold just happened to like they wrote them into the Justice League. And this was at a period of time where the Justice League did not have Superman, Superman no or Batman, Wonder Woman right. or Green Lantern, or at least not the Green Lantern. Well, Batman really. was involved. Yeah. And early on, he <laughs> yeah, came yeah, and went. Yeah. But it was this weird, like, grab bag group. And he's one of them. And they were like, "We he should have a buddy. Like, let's make a buddy duo. And they there was Booster Gold. And then there's- It the is one of the greatest comic Blue book Beetle. duos of all time. And this was a book that was very comedy-centric. At the time, it was one of these things that I hated because it was sort of like none of the main guys and we're, the jokes are pretty heavy. But we loved these characters, Blue Beetle, Blue Score. They were fun, funny characters. And it was these sort of like we're kind of the near-do-well yeah, so kind I mean, of like idiots. Now, it doesn't doesn't sound like it's going to— But gonna, they were great. It together. doesn't sound like the project's going to pan out to be blue and gold, but they would have to bring in— Blue, Ted Cord, right? Ted Cord into this, you know. Again, um, this uh, um, this Blue Beetle movie is going to be the Jamie Rias. Yeah, it has nothing to do with, but, but opportunities. Multiverse. Who who, who knows? knows? Booster Gold is the one that I think you could do anything with, mm -hmm. and I'd be happy. You could ruin it, and I'd be happy <laughs> to the degree of like he's not that character that I have. That I have a lot of affection. I think there's a lot you could do, but he's not Superman or Batman. Like you could do something and change something drastically. I wouldn't, and. Because there is so much with all those themes and ideas that we were just talking about. So, yes, Booster Gold's a, yeah, a solid eight. It's a solid eight of anticipation. Um, so, like, um, we have two and more. it should be fun and funny. So I wouldn't have a problem if it was, you know. So uh, we have two more things, uh, which is Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And then the Swamp and Thing. And then the Swamp Thing. brings me back to our very first, first uh, You're never not going to nigga. I called Supergirl a bitch. <laughs> In a, a in an ironic way, mentioning a whole thing, I said, "Bitch, please." It was like that, and uh, John has never let me live it down. Anyway, it was a bold statement. It was a bold statement on your first podcast. Guess, uh, we were testing it out. Um, Wait, our first podcast? Yeah, yeah. We oh, wow. like the test. I have to go back and check out the misogyny here. You yeah, know? Um, super know misogynist. <laughs> this Supergirl thing is part of the, uh, that gun announced. Is part of me like I don't. I'm very, it's weird because it's like you have not established who your Superman is, what the tone is, what you're doing. That said. And you're already doing an off, you know, an offshoot thing. Before you establish. That we don't have. So it's like, oh, she's so different. I don't know your Superman. But that so said, there, there? That the, with the Flash movie around the corner, right. there is a Supergirl there. And there are conjectures, you know, from some fanboys. Which is like maybe that actress because if the Flash is going to reboot 
the the the, right, the, yeah. the cinematic universe, right? You know, here's an opportunity. Oh, we'll we'll take this actress and we'll put her in the uh, as I, a woman now, tomorrow. The only, Who the knows? The only thing know. against that would be, I think that that Supergirl is supposed to be a daughter of yeah, a yeah. version of Superman. Maybe, and they're definitely talking about this being Kara. Now, like I said, the only problem I have is that you have not established Superman. And you're already giving this offshoot character in its own thing. And I think that Supergirl, for me, uh, people are going to say, you see, that bitch comment was revealed the truth of you. I don't think she works great on her own. I think she works best in conjunction with Superman as a reflection of who he is as a person. Because for all intents and purposes, for all the weirdness that's surrounded Kara over the years, and, and there's been a lot of weirdness, my personal, I don't like whenever they make Supergirl, Supergirl, a sex symbol. To me, that's not her. You, like, if you want a sexy adult female character superhero that you can lust over, yeah, there's a, you got Wonder Woman and a billion others. She is Supergirl. To me... That means she is a reflection of who Superman would be as a parent. She's not his cousin. She's his foster daughter. Well, for but all we were talking about toys earlier, right? And girls need toys also. Right? Yeah. And, and, and she can be a girl, but she yeah. can be a young girl. Don't make her 21 years old and have everything revolve around her sex life. Well, don't, call don't make her power girl is what you're saying. Girl. Uh, <laughs> power, again, I think personally. Don't she hulk her. I think, I again, I think that Supergirl works best when she is, for all intents and purposes, Robin. When she is a under 16-year-old character who is used for the older character to bounce off of, to reflect things, to bring things to the forefront out of him. Still their own character, still important. Their journey is, but it is in conjunction with that mentor parent. But character. it sounds like, you know, like if I, if we, we, we look at this quote here, we will see the difference between Superman who was sent to earth and raised by loving parents versus Supergirl raised on a rock on a chip off a of Krypton who watches everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first time for you. They're Damien Wayne. And it also sounds like what you just said. We've always said, we, we joked not that long ago about how like the idea of oh, Supergirl's original Silver Age origin is nuts. And it sounds like here, what they're doing is they're taking that and they're edgelording it. It's like, Ooh, she was on a you know a hunk of Krypton that, that could flung out in space with her and all her people. But then they, because that is true, they all die slowly around her, and then she gets launched. That that is actually Superman. a pretty compelling story. You know, like you know, she comes here and here's and this makes, girl that's jaded. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you know, one of my and that makes sense. Right, it would make sense of like, and that there has always been that big. That they said the big difference is Superman was here as a kid. He thinks of himself as an Earth person, regardless mm -hmm. of all the Krypton stuff. He's like, I was raised as Clark Kent by these two human parents, and I think of myself as a human being. Earth is my home. She's like, I'm a teenager from the remnants of a culture long dead from an alien planet. I don't know what you're, which is, which is why I hated all that sort of like stuff they did on like the DC, the DC animated universe, where she was just like, like. 
I want to go to Daytona Beach. And, and, they, they, and it's like she they've done know all what, sorts she, of things She wouldn't her. know what Daytona Beach is or have any appreciation because yeah. she was raised in another fucking planet. They've done so many stories um, and they also translate that with animated. Like the, the one, I forget the name of the story where um, Darkseid is looking to manipulate Supergirl. Yes, they've, right. had, they've had Which, r- r- the girl from Krypton. They've yeah, had, yeah, they've yeah, had yeah. that. Um, they've done the whole Supergirl and Legion of Superheroes. Yes. Um, which, which I would I think there's a new, I would not be against this being that, um, or at least eventually being the whole, like we're doing a movie. We're I introducing have a feeling we're getting like the Smallville version of Supergirl. Supergirl. Um, That's I mean, what I feel. uh, what did they Smallville say? Smallville or Supergirl with like the seer, the, 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 but in other words, like, in other words, Supergirl version of in other words, not, not what the, not what the CBS CW show was, mm-hmm. which was the Berlanti, which well, is the whatever. Berlanti stuff, which is basically, she's already up, moved out and she's got a job living on her own. This is more Supergirl is going to high school, going to high school, which yes, do that. I think that's what's going to be. Do that with Kara. Make her a a real, honest-to-goodness teenager with all of those Superman powers, which, Uh, no, wait, which also, I think, I'm tired of the fish-out-of-water stories. throw in, uh, what? Your period. It's small. So, 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 so that, so that, so that movie. This podcast was so that, brought to you by tampons. So, so that, so that movie Red, that animated movie that came out with with the Asian girl. What was it? Was it called Red? Right? Wasn't it called Red? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm all confused now. No, Ed, Ed, no, go ahead, go ahead. Remember, it was that either Pixar, or Disney, where the the Asian girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it called Red? The the one uh, with the pan where she right, takes yeah, this wasn't monster. it called Red? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, I didn't see it. Okay. So, but yeah, do that. Um, I would need to see because of all that stuff. Yeah, this goes into like lower. This is like six or seven. Because it's like, I don't know what your Superman is, so I don't know what your Supergirl is just, just yet. And this is all very vague bullet points. Of, no. She's going to be 14 years-ish old. She comes from another planet. She comes from another world. She's, she's not a, you know ag- acculturated here. And her difficulties with that and go. It's still very vague. It's not like you said. It, it, Again, no graphics. Everything is vague, you know. Exactly. exactly. So, uh, yeah. So six to seven only because, honestly, because I don't know what your Superman is, so I don't know what to expect out of your Supergirl. I would be happy if it is straightforward teenaged girl, really a young girl. We don't sexualize her. Coming we, of age. Yeah. We don't need her to have 10,000 boyfriends every other week who she is or not going to sleep with. Just it's, she's a young girl. And yes, if you're going to have a Supergirl show or movie, Superman better be in it. I better have, especially if she's going to be really young. You know, it's one thing. It's like, hey, this character, she's 21, 22 years old. We don't need, she doesn't need someone. And this is, uh, this she's 14 as a superhero. Yes. This is a movie or series. I really can't tell. Like, you know, but, but I will say this. A a bunch of them are You bring up like Superman better be in this. I'll I'll tell you right now. One of the best JLU episodes I've seen is where I think it's, is it Batman who is sort of like. No, it was Green Lantern. Oh, Green Green Lantern Lantern. who is sort of like mentoring. And this is Jon Stewart Green Lantern. Yes. Right. That is a great story. You know, it's like. The, the story of. That's they did the adaptation of her ending up in the Legion of Superheroes time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 
I mean, you know, why not? And and it, what I love about that, and I'm only going to say this, we, we have not seen one piece of footage from the DC EU that, you know, he's talking about now. I have always, always loved the idea of doing that live action. Right. Because you can do a thing where it's a tearful goodbye. Oh, you know, I'm going to live in the future with the Legion of Superheroes. But then... The good guys for whatever situation you want to get Superman and the Justice League in always have in this back pocket this idea of like all is lost. Darkseid is stomping a mud hole into Superman's ass on planet Earth. Batman is strung up by his neck. Wonder Woman is tied. You know, it's like, you know, it's like and then that, port. you know, a la, you know, Endgame, that portal opens and it's effing Supergirl with the legion, with the legion of superheroes. And there's a reason why they use that term, the legion of superheroes. Well, they're, it from is a a thousand, they're from a thousand years in the future and they're all like, basically they're a Superman worshiping cult. For it does, all it does say Woman of Tomorrow, so who knows? And, he's woman, <laughs> and, and yes, it is. The, the project can be called Woman of Tomorrow. So this idea of like, yeah, yeah, you could beat up the Justice League and the Teen Titans in 21st century Earth and yeah, that you maybe the villains could do that, but they're called the Legion. <laughs> There's uh, a whole mess of them. Let's close up with Swamp Thing here. Okay, yes, which uh, this is the, this is them going into horror, horror film territory. Um, and Maybe more serious than Creature Commandos, right? Because Creature <laughs> Commandos has like, the na- like, again, the name itself, Creature Commandos versus Swamp Thing. You know one's going to be a little more. Unless it's anything like the that set late 70s, 80s movie that, that we yeah, grew I up with. I watching those. You remember that? You know, My it's like. The second one. This. Oh, there was a first one My prior to that? Swamp thing well, there's Swamp the Thing 1, Swamp Thing 2. Yeah, Swamp Thing 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Return of Swamp Thing. All I oh, got to no, say no. is Adrian Barbeau is the chick in the first Swamp the, Thing. That's the one I'm talking about. He, no, you're thinking of the one with Heather Locklear. No, I'm thinking the one with uh, with with Barbeau. See, no, Barbeau. Barbeau because Barbeau. no one West, can forget the scene where he's chained up in some basement. Right, and then he grows And then arm. he sees like a, a ray of lights. Right, but that's not cheesy. I don't know, but that's not like clowny. Again, all I have to say is this. The first Swamp Thing was was directed by Wes Craven, and I don't know who directed the second one. <laughs> and it's got, and again. I never bothered with the second Heather Locklear. I never bothered with the second Heather Locklear. Locklear. So that is the history of the, this Swamp Thing thing that, you know, they're putting out has got to reckon with. You've got the original, you know, uh, comic book creation, and he had his own series. You have that uh, Alan Moore had his very famous, like, Adultification, mm-hmm. sort of like, um, um, what, what's the what, what, vertigo before vertigo was vertigo? Then you have again the the eight the nineteen eighties movie, the nineteen eighties movie sequel, the nineteen nineties USA TV series. I was once a man. <laughs> I know the evils. That there men was bring. one recent one. I Do believe. not bring your evil here. There was one recent one. Was it on HBO? I can't. I can't remember. There was a recent one where yeah. it was sort of part of that Berlanti slate mm-hmm. of things that I did. It even happen or not? Did but, it come out or not? I don't even I remember. Don't, but the thing about Swamp Thing is like he's um, like in in terms of uh, the DC lore, he's a heavy hitter at this point. Um, there, there's multi dimensional stuff. Well, right? that you was know, part of Alan you know Moore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You Alan know Moore right. like was like it started out it was like. He's a muck monster from the swamp. And Alan he's, Moore is like, he's elementally attuned to he's all He's a member life. of Justice League Dark, you know, which means that he he crossed paths with, uh, like, 
you know, with John Constantine, Constantine and, and Satana, yeah. right? You know, so like there's there's and that. And is that what they're setting up I here? Don't, I don't know. Right? Is that what's being set up here? Um, I think that there is like, you could go retro and you could make a goofy swamp thing. But why would you? Intentionally. I don't know, man. It's, it's James Gunn. <laughs> 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 and it's interesting that he's all like, and this is the last project that closes out this opening this chapter, chapter, which is kind of like, okay, now Grant again. Yeah. Swamp thing as a character. I'll be 57. Yeah. <laughs> Swamp thing as a character 57. is <laughs> what? The- no way, bro. Why are you bringing this podcast down? <laughs> Cause I'm down right now. <laughs> We were talking, Miguel. Weren't we just talking about all my various physical problems when before we started? My eyes, my this, my that. Um, that's interesting. Swamp Thing is not as we said. You said heavy hitter, but to, is he? <laughs> yes, if you take his power, he's, he's a heavy hitter in the sense of the way Mogo, you know, with the Green Lantern Corps, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any guy who has control over all plant life in the world, that's a heavy hitter. Yeah. That said, uh, does he want to be a heavy? I don't. What know. is? I was yeah, once a man. The, what is, yeah, what is the approach? Do you do it drearily? Is there fun? He said horror, so he's like that's again that's laying that shit down of more Alan Moore esque than I think than even that Wes Craven movie or and that way again that Wes Craven movie is Alan Moore cheesy. a warlock. Shit. What do we care about what, what, a, war, what, a, warlock what a warlock says? says. Uh, Ed, you want, you want to know why you're having those problems? Because he put a hex on Alan Moore, baby. <laughs> he put a hex on me. Um, and, and interesting to like end that out, that it isn't like, here's the new Flash, or here's some other thing. It's like Swamp Thing, who is known but not really known, has a fan base that is not that big, and then saying it's going to be horror, like pure horror. Now, I'm all for that. Don't get me wrong. I think they that you need to have variety here. And I hope that there are tons of different tones. I hope there is. I hope Booster Gold is as light and as funny as any of the Marvel movies. I hope that the Batman movies are are dark, good action adventures. I hope Superman has both fun and gravitas. I hope Wonder Woman, you know, all those, all those things. Um, and I hope that. They can, you know, because there are tons of characters that they could do that you could spin off from Swamp Thing. You can do your Etrigan. You can do Zatanna's and Constantine. And they could be a little more darker. They can be a little more horror tinge. Now, this, all of this, Swamp Thing again, rating, probably seven-ish. Probably seven-ish. seven-ish. You know what I say? What? I'm going to, exactly the way uh, Rob McElhenney says on Always Sunday <laughs> in Philadelphia, F the MCU. <laughs> Look, I'm playing both sides so that I come up on top. I'm playing both You're sides so I come up on top. FDMCU. FDMCU. I'm excited. This is, look, like we've been for months now since it's like, pull the band-aid, tell us what the hell is happening. And now it's here. And I mean, overall, for all my questions, anything I, I said, this is a B plus A minus slate. It is. Who knows? Like, you know, again, there, there is, we haven't seen anything, you know? Um, so, uh, you know, like, well, what do we, what do we always say? We've said for years, it's sort of like, how can you do this and not do this? How can you do this and not do that? Here's this opening slate and the Trinity is there. 
Superman, Superman is getting mm-hmm. two related projects. Wonder Woman has a project. Batman has two related projects. The Trinity is taken care of. Green Lantern is there. That's a big right under the Trinity that we want. Before to- we get all of this, uh, Ezra Miller is going to erase knows? everything and, 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 and rewrite it all. Rewrite it but all. it is like, and, and yet also some good off the beaten track. Booster Gold, Creature mm-hmm. Commandos. It's like, okay. Creature Commandos. All right. All right. These are, these, these are you know, they're showing the range, but also hitting what needs to be hit. Talk to me in two years, however, when we get the first, like, viewing of this. Yeah, yeah. You know, is this, is our, you know, is this just going to be Marvel Light? Is it going to be its own thing? How well suited is Gunn, you know, to this job? Is he going to change? It, it, all the stuff that you and I have said about, eh, we're a little unsure about James Gunn sometime. Will he rise to the challenge? Mm. Will he be like, I can still give you my juice that I was given before. I can still do projects like that. But I know that this has to be different. I know that this has to be something you know, not just Guardians of the Galaxy light. I'm, I'm optimistic after this conversation and after hearing it, I, I actually am. Well, the thing, and the thing that I think the primary concern is because, you know, um, the the Jim Gunnification of things is like, you know, uh, is is he takes those things that were special to us, right? And a bit of cynic, too and much cynicism, cynicism, and too much of that edge lordy, dark, dark edge. Yeah, kind of and, and that's always been, you and know, all done in that sort of like, hey, you can take a joke, man. It's not that important. And it's like, yes, that's true. That shoved down your throat can be a bit much sometimes. And yes, there are feelings for these characters that we kind of want them to be like. We kind of like we don't want like it was fu- like again. Don't. My worry is my worry is like on Peacemaker in that scene where the Justice League showed up. Oh well. In the context of that show, I get that that and that was funny and it did work, and it works for what that sort of what the viewpoint of that sort of character. But would it be. wasn't. But it wasn't. But that's the thing though. In context of that that particular scene, and again, the Peacemaker was just one of the shows, and I, I I've said it on the show. I started the show and I was like, this this show is pissing me off. I want to see the next episode and the next episode after that next episode. And I kept watching it. And next thing you know, I'm like, when am I getting my next season? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, what we don't, and that's like that, this show is watchable. Thor Love and Thunder was not. Is not. Right. Right. Because it was taking something that was Thor and making it something. (laughs) And it's purely comedy. Right. Like no stakes, no this. And, and those parts don't didn't fit well when it did meet up against yeah. the drama of what was supposed to be the story. But what I'm saying about that particular scene is that you were, that's the worry with gun. Mm. My worry would be, is the approach going to be that in which we're just going to take the piss out of every character. If we're just going mm, to, yeah. you know, like, ha 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 fun. They don't, they don't matter. I don't know. He seems very sincere. I know he does love these characters, but there is going to try hard and he's going to try his best, but, I think he needs to bring in a lot of people. He's doing oh, the, absolutely, direct, absolutely. the directors and the writers yeah, yeah. and the performers. And that's I why I think he thinks he's going to just do everything himself. I don't know. At this point, well, he, made, I he talked. He was like, and I just finished. <laughs> well, look, look, he <laughs> has, just, he, he has know. a, he has a big job, right? A big Which is yeah. look, the D um, they've got to sell toys. Like, <laughs> like you say it all the time. Like these movies are 
It's marketing. It's their commercials. You're here to sell toys. Well, he's kind of got a Super Saiyan three or two, <laughs> two here. Do you like? I don't know. Like, do you guys ever remember going to Six Flags Great Adventure? Mm-hmm. You know, which was yeah. You go in Green Lantern. Which the DC Green Lantern? Yeah. There's there's yeah. There's a there's the Flash. Owns uh, Six Flags. These yeah. are big giant corporate interests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they don't sell, there is and, none of this stuff and, is going to happen. So, and yeah, and that, and so, yes, I, 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 my only worry is that sort of Gunn's dark side might Overshadow everything. He's going to be the old man. <laughs> I'm dark side. I'm here to <laughs> dodge my omega. Dodge my omega beams. I thought that that was Martin Short forever. Um, um, that's my only worry. But otherwise, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm down. This is a good yeah. slate. Uh, now let's get the specifics. Now let's who is who is going to be Wonder Woman? Who is going to be Batman? Who is going to be so on and so forth? That ends this episode. Um, you'll you who are listening will find out these answers, these questions with us as well in the future. Uh, get back to us. Let us know in the future uh, how this all uh, panned out. Uh, so February today's February first. We got some stuff coming like the Mandalorian season three. Yeah, uh, there's Ant Man Quantumania. We are looking to talk to, to get into because it's Oscar season. It looks like everything, everywhere, all at once is going to sweep. We, so we're maybe. So we're so um, we're going to cover. So we're going to cover that. About that. Oh yeah. We're, as long as they, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Next time. Next. Yeah. So uh, please continue to tune in. Mm-hmm. And as always, I thank Jonathan Vergar for the use of Pancake Studios. Not a problem. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> it's not, not, a you guys. not a problem. <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> not a problem. Today. Today, <laughs> but tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and as always, my uh, my good friend and host, uh, co-host, uh, uh, Edward Ng. Go Phillies. Yes. Go Phillies. That's right. I said it. You New York fans, go <laughs> Phillies. This is the only thing that could turn him against Paul Rudd. Is he saw Paul Rudd with Paul the Bengals? Paul Rudd, you, look, you, uh, love you, man. the MCU. You. Now you look like you're going to destroy the MCU. You were the chosen you, one. Yeah, you were the chosen one. You were supposed and you to bring balance to the force. With, 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 the, with KC, Philly's going to take you down. Uh, at the Super Bowl, okay? Philly's going to take you down. Go Eagles! (laughs) Until next time. (laughs) To be continued. (laughs) In West Philadelphia, born and raised in the playground where I spent Hey, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, the Fanboy Podcast. Thanks, Clark. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also our various platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Google Podcasts.